TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. One of those things, a couple of guys. Andy Randy. Andy Randy. Andy Randy. Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up pimp. If you want me, you can find me in that. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the Midday Show with Andy Barker and my son. My baby boy, Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic. <laughs> that was the most media member thing that's ever been yeah. said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome in Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Trillville Thursday. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it, as always. Hopefully everybody's Thursday is off to a great start. Good morning to you, Randy. How are you? What's happening? What's happening, man? It is, uh, I'm all good over here, Andy Bunker, as we are living for the weekend as we talk about on this Trillville Thursday. And like Stakey would say, this a lull in everything. They're going to have the Pro Bowl games tonight. Yeah, did you did you know that? Like they're gonna have the first iteration of those things tonight. So like, uh, I don't know what like the skills like competition, do, like dodgeball and oh, okay. stuff like that. I think cool. that's tonight. Um, what else you got? We uh, oh, got the NBA. Got the NBA. Yeah, who's playing tonight? Uh, Any good games tonight? A handful of the games. I know some good games last night. Obviously, some homecomings and, and Ooh, the Lakers like and the Celtics tonight. Oh, it is Thursday. So Lakers gonna, and the Celtics tonight. The, That'll be a good gonna, one. They're gonna get the help out of them. Uh, but then, yeah, yeah, I mean, last night you had you know Dame going back to Portland for the first time, which was cool. That Portland was cool. ended up winning. KD going back to Brooklyn for the first time. Not as cool. Not as cool. <laughs> didn't, didn't want the tribute video, but they gave it to him anyways, right. and, which was funny. And we were talking uh, before the show because I was looking at the Hawks schedule coming up, and later on this month, and it's not till I think the twenty seventh. John Collins comes back to Atlanta for the first time, and we were just you know just throwing some stuff like does he get a tribute video? Well, I mean, I, I would I would say it a couple of different ways. Okay. Um, the the guys that have gotten tribute videos in the last handful of years mm-hmm. would make that an absolute yes. Uh-huh. Like, almost to the point where I was wondering if they were just kind of joking, like with some of the tribute videos that they did for guys that came back and hadn't really been here all that long or done all that much, they got tribute videos. Um, and then you also just kind of think, like, and this is more of a sad commentary on the, the state of things over the last decade or so, but, like, I don't know. John Collins is like one of the best players the Hawks have had in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know exactly what you mean. He was pretty good. He was all right. He I was mean, pretty John, good. John was good. I thought John was a good player. John was pretty good. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this whole tribute video thing, it's just 
I don't know. It, it's 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 weird. Like John didn't do it's anything weird. wrong. It's where you know John didn't. John was nothing but a pro for two years when they said they were going to trade him. Yes, he was. Said all the right things and everything. But if if you and this is the thing, you won't have to do this with John. But we go back to the Falcons and everything. I mean the Hawks. If you send, if you're having a tribute video for somebody who played here in the past, mm-hmm. and they're all of practice, he don't deserve a tribute video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's like nothing as far as in in game yeah. or anything like but that, like, or in the layup line right. before the game. But that's the thing about or him jumping up on a towel like, and everything. What's the yeah. what's the b- biggest highlight the Hawks have had in the last ten years? Well, is John baptizing Joel Embiid? Yeah, like that's that's yeah. the peak moment. Like they beat them I in that the series. T-shirt. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that was on the path to. That was during the most fun time they've had. Yeah. Like in, in ever really like yeah. that that's the closest they've ever come to the NBA Finals as a franchise. Yep. And again, like sort of steps you back a, a little bit and says, "All right, well, that's you know, that's also not a great representation of what that franchise is mm-hmm. because you know two wins in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago on sort of an outlier season is the closest they've come." Mm-hmm. Okay, why? You know what I mean? And right. and certainly have moved in the wrong direction since then, and all of those sorts of things. I don't know. I, I I hope John gets a tribute video, <laughs> man. Like, I do. hey, what are we talking about? John's right? awesome. Like, he's he's a good dude. I got always, we always had great things. About we always John had Collins. great times. Uh, you know, when we we get a chance, to he sit might down get traded him. again. He's, I mean, he no, might not even know. be on Utah he's, by then. You know what? You never know because the trade day, deadline is coming up. Yeah, it'll be before <laughs> and, that game. And, and so yeah, we never know. But he'll eventually get his uh, tribute video <laughs> one way or the other from the. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, as you know, we 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 don't know where to wrap our head around because we had the conversation yesterday about this team. As far as you know, if they make a move, the direction that you will send them in. I mean, the the direction of taking talent off this team because people want their talented players. They don't want like Sadiq Bay. Is he like somebody? Are people clamoring for him? Even though he's been playing better lately, are people clamoring? They're clamoring for Dejounte, Bogey, and those guys. You're not better. You're not better because of that. I'm interested because, you know, Woj had another update he on did. the on the trade deadline and the Hawks and the Lakers and their talks. Sounds like talks have sort of broken off for the time being because the Hawks are adamant that they want Austin Reeves. Yeah, they well, want Austin Reeves back. Mr. Untouchable. Yeah, and I guess yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. no-go. Mr. Untouchable. It's a no-go for LeBron. Yeah, Mr. LeBron Untouchable. Says, mm, no, pick a different one. Yeah, pick a different guy, yeah, not man. him. Mr. Untouchable. Not him. But you, you sort of – you're right. Like, you think of, okay, so DeJounte – is the 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 main piece that's leaving the Hawks. The Hawks would also probably be getting a draft pick, a 2029 first round or whatever pick swap, who knows. What am I going to do with that? But just in terms of fit, though, like doesn't Austin Reeves fit in this starting lineup from what they'd be asking him to do more than DeJounte? Yes. He's an off-the-ball guard. Yes. Statistically, he's having a better defensive year than DeJounte is. <laughs> Did you see him the other night? Which is very sad. Did you see him the other night? Austin Reeves can't defend many people. Right. Um, but that's kind of where DeJounte is at defensively mm-hmm. this year. Right. Um, and, you know, you'll score. I don't know. You're not. How much better are you if he's in the lineup? Not really. And that also would just, again, that wouldn't give me much of an indicator as far as what the plan is. Mr. Sort of swapping DeJounte for Austin Reeves and then what? I don't know because you keep on talking about a 2029 draft pick. The, 20, the, the dude who's going to be drafted with that pick ain't even in high school yet. That dude's a seventh grade. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm talking about. Like what are they going to do? I need some. I need some instant gratification. I know, I've heard this is some pretty good seventh graders. No, I mean I, I'm sure there's. I go. I know they're ranked. Mm-hmm. I know they're ranked already. Talk to Deshaun Tate. Yeah, tell you. yeah, I know they're ranked already. They got some but seventh yeah. graders out there like, balling. Yeah, Trey probably won't be here in 2029. Mm-hmm. Y'all keep bull jiving around. You know, he's going to be in one of those those those, uh, 
that mode where you know he's like, yeah, no, what's going to be looking? Here, here's the here's the real takeaway that I had last night watching Damian Lillard go back to Portland. Mm-hmm. That's what's about to happen here if they don't get their act together. Because Damian Lillard tried his hardest to stay in Portland and stayed there longer than most people would have. Yep. To the point where that was the conversation at trade deadlines and off seasons for three years. Because why wouldn't you leave there? You can't win there. You've got to go someplace else. You yep. can't win in Portland. Yep. No one's going to yep. come play with you. You can't get any free agents there. They did everything they could to build around him. They made the Western Conference Finals one year. They, they peaked. They got as far as they could go with mm-hmm. Damian Lillard in Portland. Yep. And then finally, after all those years of loyalty and saying he wasn't going to go anywhere else, he was like, you know what? I got to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Most guys don't wake that long. Mm-hmm. Most guys leave sooner than that. How do you view? Because uh, Trey's a lot younger than than Dame is. Yeah, and we but, know their that. but their careers are remarkably yeah, similar. And, and so that's why I'm asking. Like, Early. Why, what, do we view Trey as loyal as Dame was? How could how, you? How could you? How exactly. could you? They're both Adidas guys. Okay. So, I mean, they're, they're, no, they're, I'm saying, like I mean, when you start going like 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 year by year and like little example by example and game for game and all that kind of stuff. Like, those guys, there's so many similarities between right. their trajectories and their careers and all the type of player that they are that, and how hard it is to build around a player like that. Is Damian Lillard better than Trey? Um, I don't – he was. It's a toss-up? It's a toss-up. Okay, up. he was, whatever. It's yeah. close, yeah. right? Yeah, and, I mean, they they sold out multiple times to try to build around him and couldn't. Yeah, because it's really hard yeah, bring, to build I mean, around Alan Crabb. What did they bring? Well, that was not that that wasn't <laughs> good. But like CJ McCollum and yeah. keeping him there, and they made some good moves for some some decent role players at times. They went and got Hassan Whiteside all those years ago. Oh yeah, I they, about they got that. Nurkic, who was solid when he was healthy. He was actually playing really well in in Phoenix right now. But like they tried a lot because it's really hard to build a winning team around an undersized guard, ball-dominant undersized guard who can't play defense. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, it's hard as hell. It's, and it's, it's hard, hard to hide them and everything right. like that. And we understand that because as great as, uh, as, as uh, the Bucks were in defensive liability, as far as defensively, the you know, the past few years with Coach Bud and everything, they 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 knew they knew they were gonna have to give up. That's that part of their team when you go and get a guy like me. I mean, that's just what it was. Yeah, you're basically it, saying we're gonna be so much better on offense and so much better in crunch time, and this gives Giannis uh, a security blanket in crunch time that we can sacrifice the defense yes. a little bit. And it's not working. They didn't know it was gonna be that. Bad. Well, I mean. Kinda is. They're the second team in the East. Like they're still pretty damn good. I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm not taking anything away from. They're they're great. But they're great because they have one of the best players in basketball. Two of the best. Two players of the best basketball. players in basketball because Dame is still one yes. of the best players in basketball. Yes. Now because you're you're going to win the East is where it is because Joel don't know what his health is and everything like that. And that's coming back to something we we're talking about as far as sitting out games and all that other stuff. You know, like Joel is Mike is going to miss some time. Joel's body is broken right now, you know, and, and to be as big as he is and as physical of a player that he is, it's not going to get – he's not going to heal during no. the season. And that's a shame because Joel Embiid, for people that weren't, like, paying close attention to it, was putting together one of the yes. great offensive seasons you've ever seen. Yes. Like, he was, he was averaging more points per game than minutes played. Yes. It doesn't happen. Yes. I think Wilt is the only guy to ever do that in NBA history, and it was in, like, 1964 mm-hmm. or something like that. So, like, yeah, it sucks that that's happened to him. But, no, I mean, the, the path in the East is Boston, Milwaukee, if Embiid is back, Philadelphia, and there's a couple of other really good Knicks teams, too. Well. Like the Knicks, there's Knicks good teams well. in the East. Again, all of that stuff is stacked up in front of what this team we're talking about here is doing. Nothing they can do at the deadline is going to get them no. there. And I just I couldn't help but sit there last night watching Damian Lillard wave to the crowd and get, you know, cheered for and all that stuff as one of the best players in the history of that franchise. 
on a different team because they couldn't figure it out and think about this team here that can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. It's really hard to figure it out when that's the person you're building around. Right. I think they should still try because Trey's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best players they've ever had in the history of the franchise. But it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard. And they've tried a lot of different ways, and it hasn't worked. What, if you were saying building a team around him, obviously defensive players. Are, but yeah, like, you oh, have to have one of the five best wing players in that's the what I'm NBA. Saying. Like two-way best, yeah. Yeah, you got to have like Giannis or prime LeBron mm. or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Like, that's why, I, yeah, mean, that, I mean. The hardest guys to get in the NBA are the guys that you need on this usually, roster. Because those guys don't grow on trees. That's why when I was talking about Jalen, you know, everybody, that's why I asked Mike, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, is he one of those, like, I, you know, because he's seen, you, he, you've seen the potential that Jalen has. Yeah. Can he, like, can you fast track it a little bit? Like, can you, like, become, like, a kind of an all-star player next year? Right, but that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, that's what if, if that's what all of this deadline stuff is doing, is clearing the the runway for Trey Young and Jalen Johnson, you better hope Jalen Johnson is Jason Tatum. That's what I'm saying. He has to be. That's what uh, – because – those type of guys like that, like you were just talking about, because I think when you were talking about it out there, they don't ask for trades here Mm-mm. to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, they want to go, like you said, L.A. They want to go to L.A. Miami. They want to go to Miami. Or they want to go play with LeBron, yeah. <laughs> who's, in, who's in L.A. and Miami sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Like, that that's a big myth. Like, superstar players being some sort of magnet. Not really. Like, a couple of them. Like, LeBron yeah. <laughs> and Steph right. and KD. Right. Like, people want to play with those guys. Hall of Fame, first ballot, first team NBA for a decade, guys. Um, or they want to play in L.A. and Miami and mm-hmm. play in those cities. Yeah. I don't know why people don't want to play in Atlanta. It's, pretty, it's a cool city. Pretty great place. I'm not saying that. You know. But they don't yeah. because look at the history. There's been how many huge free agents that have ever signed here? I mean, Carmelo got you. That was a trade. That was a trade, yeah. <laughs> that was a trade. When, when this hour, is, they drafted him and then they traded him. Um, Mark Spain. <laughs> that was brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Uh, go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. We'll come back. We'll get to what's trending. Thanks for being with us. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ladies and gentlemen, time now for What's Trending. A look at the top trending headlines of the day. Oh, my God. Brought to you by Reliable Heating and Air. Is your heating and cooling system aging? Reliable's got you covered for just $29.99 a month. No deductibles or service fees, just coverage. Call to find out more. This hour as well brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing what's trending to kick off the midday show every single day. And the most recent trending news that we have is that Dan Quinn mm-hmm. is a head coach again in the National Football League. He's uh, he's filled the final opening in this coaching carousel. The Washington Commanders are going to make Dan Quinn their next head coach. Congratulations yeah. to Dan Quinn. Not surprising given... Uh, where his stock has been as a coach the last couple of years, taking over as a D.C. in Dallas, and kind of figured if it won last year, it'd probably be this right. year. If it won this year, I guess maybe it would be next year. But uh, ultimately, it is this year, and he's headed to Washington. Uh, good for Dan. Yeah. Good, for, good for Dan and uh, everything like that. And, you know, good for Washington. Good for Washington. You got a guy that can probably, I mean, try to, you know, stabilize. I don't want to say stabilize because they got new ownership and all those different things, but try to, you know, get some – that's a prideful organization, man. It really, really is. It's just been a shame that they've been ran by that guy for as long as it was. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to come in, and, and, and as anything else, you know, he's going to bring some people over from Dallas. They were talking about the, uh, the secondary coach is going to come over, be his D.C. and things like that. Uh, they got the second pick in the draft. They need a quarterback. Yep. So, obviously, the offensive coordinator is is uh, is going to be the next hire for him and everything. 
Uh, and we were talking about all the guys that are still out there that he worked with, Daryl Bevel, Schottenheimer, and all those different things. But there's a guy that's still there in Washington, still under contract problem. That's Eric Bieniemy. This he, I'm, I'm almost positive he's going to sit down with EB and talk to him about being, staying as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, just kind of going through, you know, off the top of our head yeah. in the break, yeah. that one makes the most sense to yeah. me. Like, he's already there. He's done it most recently. I know, you know, obviously what they did in Kansas City was incredible, and what happened in Washington last year was it was all right. Like, I think he got a lot out of that quarterback for parts of the season until yeah. he got banged up. Um, but like, you know, Daryl Bevel kind of, to me, seems like hmm. – had his moment and did fine mm. and is kind of maybe not the guy you want anymore. Schottenheimer, maybe not so much no. doing fine, no. but had his moment. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there's other names. Good look, because Dan Quinn's been around yeah, Dan knows both yeah. the NFL and college for a really long time. It's just the hard part is like his, just again, off the top of my head without doing a ton of, ton of research on it. His offensive network is all Shanahan guys, right? And all those guys have jobs. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's they're all head coaches. Yeah, that's all. Like, is there somebody on somebody else's staff that that yeah, I don't you know. know that we don't know? And now Dallas has to find a new DC. Uh, do they go? Uh, that'd be an interesting hire too, like because you know, <laughs> no like kidding. does Jerry go get? Does he go get Coach Ron to come in to be his DC or somebody like that? Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. so that's going to be one of the, a a a, a, a watch hire too <laughs> when Jerry goes out and tries to find you, a uh, defensive you coordinator. Be Dan Quinn was the perfect personality for that yes. because you got to you know got to stay positive in the midst of some nonsense. Even though the teams have been really good, right? But like you know, you know what that is. You you know what Jerry Jones and everything it's comes show, along man. with the start of the show. It's a show. It's it a show. Is, it is a show and everything. <laughs> but yeah, you got to want that. But, yeah, good for Dan, yeah. man. I mean, I think this, you know, and it's always uh, it's always different when you get your second try. And so this is going to be a second chance, and hopefully he's learned a lot. And I know he has learned a lot. But uh, one thing he's going to bring, uh, just like everywhere he is, he's going to bring energy. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring slogans, all those different <laughs> things. That's, we, we do know that. But uh, the, the energy is nothing wrong with that. And by the way. it's nothing wrong as long as you win it. Like mo- most coaches have the brotherhood. Yeah, now oh. the brotherhood was great when oh they were God. when they were going to the Super Don't be Bowl. making fun of the brotherhood, Randy. The brotherhood is real. I was like, I wasn't making fun of it. And then the brotherhood was. I said, not real. I, said I said, it's amazing how winning goes in hand in hand with enjoying the brotherhood. The, the guy that he came from his tree, Pete Carroll, is the sloganiest sloganer. That's ever sloganed. Yes. But he won. Yep. So no one ever kind of knocked him for it. Exactly. <laughs> you know so what I mean? when you're like sitting up there, and, and like, you get to a point where. The, you can get away with anything if you're winning. Hell yeah. Like, as far as that goes. I don't want no damn t shirt this week. You know, no, gotta wear it. Gotta wear it. No, no, no. You gotta wear good your t shirt. Good luck. Like, <laughs> I don't want luck. no damn t shirt this week, coach. Put it on. Yeah, I don't, I'm good. I'm good. It like, says symbiosis. Yeah, man. that's our word for the week. Yeah, man, send them things. What does that mean? Man, Don't worry about it. Hey, man, send them things over to, to Ethiopia, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop sending me. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> God, there was nothing worse than that right there when you trying to. You know y'all stink. You just keep on. That was the one thing about that last year in St. Louis. Like Spags, I understand what you're trying to do, dog. Dude, I don't think we're a t-shirt away. Yeah, leave me alone, <laughs> man. Leave me the hell alone. All right, man, rock solid. Like, man, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys were 14 and 2, you've been rock yeah, solid. Been rock solid all, all day, day long. long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but man, we two and we two and eight. Damn about no rock solid. And so the NBA All Star reserves are going to be announced tonight. Um, you know, kind of in the keeping with the the Dame Lillard Trey Young thing we were talking about, and I've been talking about for a while. Uh, Dame got the starting role yep. that maybe Trey could have gotten. Like Trey's having a really good year, right. statistically a better year than, than Dame is right. having. Um, Trey will be announced as a reserve. I do not know, Andy. Today? That's why. I, Won't he? 
That's why when Mike Conti was here on Tuesday, I asked that same question. Trace will be also, right? I do not know, Andy, because, okay, Jalen Brunson's got to be one, right? Got it. Okay. Jalen Brunson's balling. Jalen Brunson's got to be one. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, from if we talk about backcourt. Maxie. Okay, Maxie's going to be there. Yeah. Okay, that's two. Jalen Brown. Uh, he'll be on there. That's three. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. That I probably think, I think he'll probably, but I think if we're talking about Trey, it'll be between Trey and Donovan Mitchell, probably. Yeah, I think. And I, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be between between Trey and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Donovan had forty five last night. He damn sure did. <laughs> Match his jersey number. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Match matches jersey number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, the, uh, I, Trey should be an all. He should be an all. Yes, he should be. Yeah. Now that's me. He's so, playing good. He's playing really well. Team's not. Team's not. But is Cleveland playing well? Yeah. Okay. A better. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think, think Cleveland's won like. I would think that ten out of eleven. Or I, I would think that if if it's between those two guys, if you're talking about the backcourt guys, because only take like they take guards and forwards now. So yeah, I mean, Cleveland's won ten out of their last eleven okay. games. Okay, there they go, there they go right there. So yeah, I think it would be t- between those two because Halliburton's starting, and yeah. then you go down from there. Maxie's playing, having a career year, so you might want to put him in there. The guy from Brooklyn, would Jimmy Butler be on the? Would Jimmy Butler he hasn't be played on the? He's played enough. Uh, this spitballing Eastern Conference team, Chicago, no. no. Orlando, I mean, Ben Carroll will be ben a Carroll, forward, but he's a forward. He's a forward, but yeah, he, yeah he'll, he should he, probably, he'll probably be on make there. it also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Jay, of course Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has to make it because he's been playing well. Bam, been, uh, yeah, Bam will probably be on mm-hmm. there. Uh, we were talking about defensive player of the year. Bam might be the leader in the clubhouse for. Could be defensive player of the year, but yeah, yeah he's one of them tonight. I would, I would, uh, I'm not gonna say I would be shocked or surprised if Trey is not an all star, but I think it's gonna be between him and Donovan. So, this is gonna be a little off the beaten path for what's trending, um, but we'll talk more about it with Bill Bender in about 10 minutes. And I think it relates to what's trending right now in the world of college football and just sort of what's going on. Um, Boston College's head coach, Jeff Halfley, mm-hmm. left that job to go be the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. earlier this week, um, which you don't see a ton. Like, you don't see people leaving head coaching jobs to be coordinators. I know it's college to the NFL. Right. But I think that has, as I know, you know, Saban retiring and people speculating as to the landscape of things, Harbaugh to the NFL. I think all of those, there's other factors. Right. Like, this one's just like, you know what? I'm at Boston College. We're in the ACC. Mm-hmm. I can't compete. We don't have an NIL situation. I'm going to go be a defensive coordinator and not worry about any of that stuff. I mean, stuff. yeah, because of the fact is that, you know, all the stuff that when I read uh, read similar stuff about his statements, like the, the stresses of being a college football coach, especially if you're not a premier program and you're right there where Boston College is meddling around, is that, you know, you can't offer your best players more than another team if they want them. Right. And then you got to get to a point where you're re-recruiting your players and you got to recruit the other kids and all those different things. And you're in the ACC and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I can see more guys at his level maybe, you know, deciding to maybe walk away or not sitting there to walk away, but if there's an opportunity to go to the next level of the NFL, then, then they're going to go. I mean, being a, a, a defensive coordinator for an NFL team is pretty damn good, especially good. when you're good. And then yeah. he's inheriting a lot of talent on a defense. Sure. And so, um, yeah, it, I was not – when I saw it, I was like, their defensive coordinator? I was like, oh, no. It was their head coach. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm that, out. that was my reaction. Yeah. I was like, damn, all right. Okay. But then I was like, all right, I get it. Like, I don't blame him for not wanting to deal with that. Yeah. If that's if that's because it's 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 gotta be where you're at. It's gotta be like I said, at that type of program, it has to be that that stress, that constant 
you know, uh, of meddling, that constants of I got to, I mean, hell, I've recruited you. I kissed your ass already since the 11th grade. Now I got to beg you to stay again? Yeah, because, like, if somebody plays too good at Boston College, they're going to leave. Somebody yeah. better is going to come yeah. pay them NIL money can't, to and go. And you can't compete with can't, that. Can't compete with that. I mean, because nowadays, like, money in college football, for the most part, it, it trumps loyalty now. It trumps it trumps the point where you're like, well, you, you it trumps it trumps a signature on a paper. Yeah. It, it trumps absolutely the, it trumps the the, the 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 Twitter post with the with the wallpaper and everything. It trumps it all. Yeah. It does. What can you give me? Yes. What can you give me? Period. Period. And I, and and that's where it is. And that's where it is. And that's where it's gonna continue to be until the I mean the regular until these dudes run. I don't want to say run out of money, but until they run out of patience with giving these universities the money. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's what's going to happen or if they're going to institute some sort of regulations before that happens because I know they're trying to do right. that. That's at least part of what this when, when uh, Tennessee I'm, NCAA I'm, I'm lawsuit. Because when they say regulation, what is the regulation they're trying to do? Yeah, and I, that I don't want it to be some halfway thing. Like you, you've got to get to the destination, which is ultimately these guys are employees. They sign contracts. They get bargain like it's collectively bargained. Mm-hmm. They get a percentage of the revenue, not just nil money, but also of the of the broadcast revenue. And they're not giving that up. Well, they're gonna. They're gonna it's, they're, it's gonna. It's gonna happen eventually. Okay. It's just is like it's just gonna take a long time to get there. Which or you could just do nothing. Like which would also kind of be fun because I will be honest with you. Like this is kind of fun to cover. Like it's kind of fun to watch. Like. They call it the Wild Wild West, right? Yep. You know what they make movies about? What? The Wild Wild West. Yes, and I watch them all. it's awesome and lawless and entertaining. Like, I'm not a head coach in a college football program. Right. So it's fun. I mean, I think Fun I, for I, me. I, I'm not even going to say it's fun for me. I like seeing the players get paid and yeah. everything. It's just... It's just... Fun to cover. It's just one of those things where it's, it's just... I hate to see the little guy left out. You know, as far as the teams with the, with these players that are really, really good, and because another team has more money than them, they can just go get them. I know, but I just that ain't new. I know, I know I'm not saying <laughs> it, not. but I'm not saying it, it isn't new. But I said you said that you like the Wild Wild West. I love Wild Wild West movie. I just hate that part about it. But I'm glad these players are getting paid. So, like you, like you're talking about like the innocent bystander in the in the village. Yeah, in the chilling. in the old west. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah, that guy didn't deserve. He didn't that. deserve that. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. You're just, right. Just because you got a buck in your elbow and it just. That's a good point. All right, Bill Bender's going to join us next. Sporting News college football columnist. We'll get his thoughts on that conversation. Obviously, maybe he can help us with Tennessee and the NCAA and the lawsuit and what's going on there as well. Everyone seems similarly confused by it because we don't have that much information, but maybe Bill does. We'll find out next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Andy and Randy. Middays, 11 till 2. Oh, you guys are making some noise. Oh, there it is. On Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Big Pimpin'. Sports Radio 92.9. The game. That's my scenario. Midday show. <laughs> Andy and Randy. <laughs> Step up your vocab. One of the great pieces of advice ever in the history of rap music. Step up your vocab. Um, Hey, on Monday, coming up on Monday, Raheem Morris will be introduced at 2 p.m. Yes. Terry Fontenot will be there as well. We'll get to hear from Terry Fontenot for the first time in quite some time. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, the introductory press conference for the Falcons' new head coach, Raheem Morris, will be 2 p.m. on Monday right here on this radio station. We'll carry it, of course. 
um, right after we're done. Yep, yeah, that's why uh, we, we wait for time, and obviously the time came out, so make sure you guys tune in uh, Monday to hear from Ra and also hear from Terry. All right, right now, Bill Bender joins the show, Sporting News College football columnist, our, our favorite guy to talk college football with. There's so much going on. Bill, how are you? Double B. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Let me, uh, let me start with the same question we're kind of all asking about the Tennessee NCAA um, lawsuit, court case. Just kind of fill us in with the important details that we need. Because I feel some people are making a huge thing of it. Some people are saying, oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Some people want to make it the end of the NCAA. How, how do you see this? Well, I think the, the NIL stuff, this is the second one. Florida State earlier in the month where we're trying to police that now. But, yeah, I don't know about you guys. When I read those stories, I'm like, that's all they did? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Wait, that's what they did? That's I thought this was okay now. They so, drove him to a it, meeting? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, imagine that, that that happened. Um, <laughs> you know, this is no different than when this stuff wasn't legal as far as the college football goes. So I, I think it's a little bit of a reach, honestly, by the NCAA to wield some power in an environment where they continue to lose it. Yep. That's exactly what it is. They're, 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 what you talking about yesterday, Bill, they just, they're just hanging on. They're hanging on to a little bit of authority that they have left over. And me and Bunk were just talking because you see Boston College co- coach leaving, heading to the NFL. And, I mean, I mean, Boston College is – I mean, it's not an elite program by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a Power 5 job. And with all the stuff that he's talking about, about having to re-recruit your players and losing players to the highest bidder, can you see more coaches maybe going this route as far as if these NFL jobs come open? Yeah. Yes. And can you blame them in some reasons? Um I think we're moving closer and closer to college football having a general manager, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, which they need. Yep. Because, you know, you see some of these stories, and how much did Jeff Halfley actually get to coach football? You know, are you at a fundraiser? Are you recruiting on the road? Are you trying, like you said, re-recruiting every year? It's got to be – I think that's the sticking one, the one to me where it's probably tough for them to swallow building a good, good recruiting class and then having to re- redo it right away. And how many of these kids are going to stay? So for me, Jeff Halfley's not a surprise. Nick Saban retiring, not a surprise. Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, not a surprise. All varying degrees of this conversation. Courtney Morgan uh, is is a, is a guy's name that Kalen DeBoer actually had at Washington and brought with him to Alabama. Is the general manager like they had a general uh-huh. manager at Washington uh-huh. and had that title, and he came with him to Alabama. So yeah, they're they're kind of some of these programs are actually starting to do that. Uh, Bill, which you're right on about that. When when you think about some of the, I don't know, if you want to call them symptoms or whatever, there's all kinds of different things going on right now in the current state of college football with players' movement and the NIL stuff and what's going on with Tennessee and NCAA and coaches leaving, some for some reasons and some for other reasons. What of that do you think is bad for college football? Well, I think we need to reform the calendar first and allow – student athletes to to make an informed decision that isn't rushed i think we and and you could say the same thing about the transfer portal i went over to ohio state on tuesday and quinshaw judkins was available and caleb downs and will howard and they had again varying reasons for why they came to ohio state for will howard he said it was either ohio state or the uh senior bowl reese the senior bowl uh caleb downs he obviously nick saban's retirement and then the one that struck me, Quinshaw Judkins, never been up here. And I, I believe he's from somewhere in Alabama, never been to Ohio, commits three days later. And, and it's hard not to say 
and I held certainly <laughs> had a factor there, right? right. And um, for me, that, that <laughs> you guys live down in Atlanta. Uh, it's cold up here in February, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> Bill, with the, going back to the NIL, and I was curious because I heard uh, Van Pelp said talking about basically this morning. When do you think it's going to come a time where these people who provide the money for these NILs get to a, a point where it's like, okay, we keep giving you this money. And yet we're not getting what we are buying or paying for and everything. Do you think that will have something to do with maybe the price or the regulation start when, uh, with this NIL thing? I think so. I think at a certain point, the investment's not paying off hmm. and, you know, maybe we regulate it. Maybe it gets to revenue sharing. Maybe they, they have a set amount that they can spend on football. I don't know if that's possible, but I think this was something Nick Saban was talking about with the collectives that he was concerned about NIL to me when it was, made that it was okay. What it meant, I thought it would be, would be, yeah, I, I use a local car dealership down there and a Georgia player appears in a commercial, gets paid for it. Right. Or helps at a, a summer camp, a football camp, gets paid for it. That's what I thought it was going to be. I, I don't think any of us imagined it would get this far this fast. But again, we're talking about college football. It's the most emotional sport in the world. Mm-hmm. It's true. And people have been throwing money at it secretly yes. forever and ever. Yes. Now they can just do it a little bit more publicly. So I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll stop doing it, or maybe they'll just blame other people. You know what I mean? Like it's not my money's fault, and it's not the player's fault. It's the coach's fault. Now we have a little bit more influence to to get him out of here. What do you think happens quicker? The market, like we're just talking about there, regulating itself, or I don't know, some sort of governing body becoming in existence and then regulating what college football is? Well, I just continue to monitor the SEC and the Big Ten and how much do they dominate this next chapter of college football. They already do from a revenue standpoint. I think they'll get the most teams in the playoffs. You look at all these way too early 25s, um, we have so many SEC and Big Ten teams. So um, how does that translate in the next chapter and do they eventually go do their own thing and make NFL like uh, the game is starting to be more and more modeled like the NFL and we all know that and I think I, I had a full executive tell me this that imagine if all these college football the power four in particular got together and worked together instead of worked as separate entities and then took that product to the networks and you would have the NFL right. and how many people are going to watch the Super Bowl it's so easy to me, the math of that. And they're not just watching because of Taylor Swift, by the way. They're right. watching because of the NFL. Right. Uh, Bill, you were just talking about you're up there at Ohio State. What is the, I guess, the, the I won't say pressure because everybody feels pressure, but what is that the talk around that team up there in Ohio State? Because they're always one of the powerhouses. We know that. But, it, I mean, for the money that they've spent this offseason to get the guys like Junkins in them, what is the talk around that program up there? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a lot. And, you know, it's been reported that, remember when Ryan Day said it takes yep. 10 to $13 million in NIL money to be competitive, and here they are, and that's being reported. That's about what they spent in bringing players back and bringing players in. You know, I made the comparison. It's a dated reference, but I, I said for those Star Wars nerds like me that watch The Empire Strikes Back, this is what it feels like. Michigan won a national title. Here comes the Empire. And uh, it was like seeing all those bounty hunters on, on Tuesday. And I'm not saying they're not doing anything wrong, but, man, when you bring in Caleb Downs and Quinshaw Judkins and Will Howard, and Will Howard's played a lot of football, it definitely turns up the pressure on Ohio State. I don't want to say national championship or bust, 
beat Michigan or bust is definitely out there, though. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so, like, all those transfers are like Boba Fett? <laughs> Hey, you know what? I can name all those bounty hunters, but I don't want your listeners to think I'm that big of a nerd. I, that was my—that was the best I could do. Like yeah. I tried to—that <laughs> was the best I could do, and I tried to. And it sounds like I was at least on the right path. Bill, we appreciate the time. Thank appreciate you. it, Double B. Yeah, Bubba Fett was definitely one of them. You guys are the best. Thanks so yes! much. Appreciate you, man. I made a Star Wars reference. Did, did I made Bo proud. Did you get that on your own? Yeah, I oh. just yeah he was. Uh, I remember him was a bounty bounty hunter yeah. from uh, like uh, Return of the Jedi or something. He was, but yeah. I, I mean, I thought the both whispered in your ear. That's what I thought. No, 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 no. no that was very, no, no, no. that was off the top. Very, very proud of you. Thank you. He, very, was, very in, he was in Empire and Jedi, mm-hmm. and then he has his own series now too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There you go. Little known fact: I have a tattoo of Boba Fett on my back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that is can, a little can, known. Can it's I, not can, a little known anymore. Can, can I? Can, <laughs> Can I ask you why? Yes. Phenomenal. So I actually have two Star Wars tattoos on my back, and they're on opposite corners of my back. Um, and I want, I'm going to turn that eventually into a, just a bigger piece. So that's just the two starting it, pieces. Is it all your, like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Keep I, asking. Keep I, asking. I, I we got, we got like two minutes. Off, but I'm at, I, don't think, on, I think Bo's bashful about like, this. It ain't like, like low back, right? One of them's in Boba Fett's on the upper right corner, and then I have a Jedi on the lower left corner. So Boba Fett's actually flying through the air using his rocket pack, shooting down at the Jedi. I think what Randy's trying to get to is how lower left are we talking? No, it's no, not a no, tramp no, stamp. no, no. Okay, thanks. That's all he knows. It's not okay. a tramp stamp. Okay, all right. Okay, then we're good then. Yeah. All right, okay. And it sounds like at some point the whole back is going to be like a Star That's Wars the goal. scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank, thanks, Dave. I didn't want to say that, but yeah. yeah but like, if, okay, yeah. so like if you have I, a I, whole I, back I, tat, that's not that, a that's tramp stamp. That's not a tramp stamp. stamp. It's not. Yeah. And, and, even, and even if you had it right there in, in the middle of your lower back, I wouldn't judge you because everybody has tattoos differently on their body. That's my thing. You ever met a dude with a tramp stamp? I have not. But I'm sure they're out there. But it's, but it's not a tramp stamp. Well, I don't know where that name came from. All right, I don't use the phrase. That's why I let Abe say it. I wasn't going to say it. But where did it come? Where did what that, do you call it? Where did that uh, lower back tattoo? <laughs> that's exactly what I call it. But where did you? I can't say what I call it. I, I, I know what I, I know I what really you call it. I know it, you I cannot, can't. and I know what you call it. All right, and a lot of people like you have a mind like you call it that. Yeah. But for me, that yeah, I think. I, I think, yeah, exactly. I think that you can have it tattooed anywhere you want. That's right. Yes. That's right. It could be want. anything you want. It could be anything yeah, you want. You but I didn't be, know. I, Bo you be had, your own person. Bo has two tattoos on his back. I, I didn't I, know I, Boba Fett was on his back. I have, I have three on my back. Only two of them are Star Wars, though. What's the other one? I have a big old Florida Lee mm. right in the top center of my back. A what? A tiger looking through Like the Saints logo. Oh, okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay. Yep. And you did that because you're a Saints fan? And an LSU fan, yeah. Oh. It incorporates both. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, Bo. Uh, we know we know more about Bo than I need to know. Bo has uh, – I've never seen Bo without a shirt. Neither have I. And so, me, yeah. I've never seen you without one, so. Nope. Let's, let me just – I'll just um, save you the mystery. No Boba Fett. Because you've been to, you've been to the house twice when, yep. when, it was, when the pool was open, and you never got in the pool. Your wife got in the pool last time, but you, yeah. you didn't get in last time. She got time. in with the, with the yeah, baby. Yeah, she got in, but you didn't get in. We, yeah. we just got uh, pretty – Yeah, we just drank a bunch of Tito's. A whole lot of Tito's. <laughs> Whole lot of Tito. Yeah, my bad. Damn, I fell down. Yeah, me. Fall I think down. you fell down. The you stairs. fell down. I mean, you that was my me, fault. Let me fall down there, basement steps. Now I had had enough Tito's to where if you would have said to me yeah. at that party, "Hey, you want to get Boba Fett tattooed on your back?" You would have got it. I might have said, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> I, fell, I fell down the damn steps that night. Yeah, my bad. It's my fault. The whole like now you you know when you fall down the steps you get, might get mid. No, not, not you. I fell down all the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> 
All the damn. We had fish. fun that night. Hell yeah, we did. We Blood was night. everywhere. Okay, yeah, let's. Uh, we'll get to an NFL. Has no three huddle. tattoos on his back. Yep. Yep. Coming up next, we'll find out how many tattoos Abe has on his back to kick <laughs> off the noon hour on Sports Radio. Here's a hint: it's more than three. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Midday Show with Andy and Randy. Trillville Thursday, noon hour. Get to an NFL no huddle in just a couple of minutes. The final head coaching position in the NFL has been uh, has been taken. A name you're very familiar with is headed to Washington to be the commander's head coach. We'll get there in just a minute. Uh, back into a couple different NBA conversations in about 20 minutes from right now. One of them revolving around the, the All-Star Reserves announcement tonight, but the other one revolving around... The, the impact of all the rule changes that they made and maybe the downside of some of these rule changes that they did not foresee. Back page with Bo coming up at 1240 as How well. How about that? Um, you, you see the, the great news yesterday? Beer sells at Sanford Stadium. I did see that. Yes. Now, I did see that. I already thought, I, I, I'll be honest, I thought they already sold, sold it there. I did, actually. But um, I guess that's a good thing, right? To me, to me, I like, mean, football, football, beer, beer, uh, great, I, yeah, but no revenue. If but that's how you want to look at that's it, that's how you want to look at it. But I go back to thinking because all the creative ways that you and other people that I've known to sneak alcohol into um, in the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Where I had one buddy that told me that he like they taped um, uh, bags to, to your legs. Yeah, that buddy was me. No, it was another. Oh, guy. yeah, I did that. You did that though. Yeah, yeah that. I mean, I've heard it all, but now. I mean, obviously, they're going to be checking IDs. And that's another thing. How long does it take now? Because, you know, guys are going to be trying to underage and get, you know, uh, you know, underage drinking and all those different things. So does that does that deter from, like, the tailgate I and doubt all those it. different things? I doubt it. I mean, I think look, people are <laughs> – the idea that it's going to mean more drunkness yeah. at the game, like, people are already pretty drunk at games right. if you haven't been – if you haven't noticed. Right. Um, Is there a cutoff limit? Probably. Right. There's a time in the game when they stop no, selling No, I'm talking it. about even if you're before that. If you oh, go, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah like, like if your eyes are too glossed yeah. over, probably. I mean, yeah. Bo, Bo worked in stadium alcohol sales before. I'm sure you've had to politely tell people no more. 
I have. It's the same as any other bar restaurant, though. You know, okay. visible signs of sure. drunkenness. So if somebody stumbles up, pretty good sign. Now, the thing about this is it's probably going to be pretty pricey. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, it's 10 bucks or whatever to get a beer. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much more in-game drinking there's going to be. Mm-hmm. People that are going to be buying beers in the stadium are probably, you know. Adults. Adults <laughs> who can handle it. <laughs> right. Most, most likely. Um, but I, I think it's good. Now, the thing that I thought of was, does this make it any more likely that Randy McMichael attends more Georgia games in the future? Um, like, I uh, mean, this was, this was there's the, beer in there now. This was the great thing, because last time, last time we were there, and, you know, they had the uh, hospitality. They had, the, like, where we parked, we parked by the butt sphere, and then they took a van, they took a van, and took us over to the stadium. And in the, the tent where we all parked at, they had open bar. Now, note, it was, awesome. nine, note, it was 9 o'clock in the morning. Even better. Uh, yeah, no, it was 9 o'clock in the morning. So that I'm, means you probably had your pick because most yeah, people are being yeah, polite. Exactly. So we sit there having <laughs> drinks and everything before we go over there. And so we get there, and, like, all the players that were being honored, we all had our own suite and everything. So I had my family, but we were with Charles and his family. We said, like, I don't know. It's me and my three kids. I'll come over here with y'all and hang out. And so we get in the suite, and my boy Tim Wansley, who I love more than anything, he, he was one of the guys honored, right? And so Tim, we get to the game. Tim got his red solo cup on the field. So I'm like, damn, why not think of that? You know, uh, he's like, oh, no, they got alcohol up in the suites, they told us. I'm like, oh, no problem. Damn sweet, ain't no damn alcohol up in the suite. No alcohol nowhere in the damn suites that we were in. What did Tim know? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, so Tim comes over to our suites like, hey, man, they ain't, ain't a lie. They ain't got no liquor there. I'm going back to the tent. So, so, so we go back. So I'm like, well, if I go back to this tent, I'm going home. Mm. Yeah, it don't make no sense and everything. But, yeah, I mean – no, it won't get me to go to no game. I didn't think it. No, would. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> All that to say, I'm gonna do my. No. I, I, t- I keep saying this every year. I keep saying this every year, and I do, I, I do, I do more every year that I that I say I'm gonna go to more games. Last year I went to four games, like sporting sporting events. Oh, oh. I went to four, I went to four sporting okay, events. Okay, got like, it. Last sporting event, I went to four of them. I went to three Braves games. Okay. I went to the Hawks game. Okay. Because it was the uh, it was nineteen ninety nine game. Yeah, game so I went to the Hawks game. <laughs> so we gotta uh, yeah. we gotta get like we yeah. gotta get lit, uh, games and the, the Braves games all count. Yes, yes. G- games where you're not like obligated to be there or being honored by okay. the team. All right. So 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 I got five this year. Okay. I got five this year. Okay. okay. So I gotta go. Okay. I, I, it's all based on my my ten year old what he wants to do. So yeah, you know he wants to go to some yeah. Braves. So games. we're gonna go to the Braves. We're gonna go see at least two Braves games. Okay. Both. Uh, we're gonna go to a United game. Great, at least one. Okay, and um, and the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yes, at the end we're of gonna February. go see. So that's four. So I gotta, I gotta go one more thing. You, and then, look, a lot of that stuff that you're yeah. gonna knock that out in the first half yeah. of the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I gotta do four. I mean, then I'm gonna go to uh, Athens. Yeah, I'm good at Athens. So I got five. I got five games to go to. This okay. Year. All right. So I'm in. I'm all. I'm all in in my sporting event watchingness in the in the building. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm gonna stay the whole time. <clears throat> I stayed the whole time. The last three, the last three sporting events I went to, I stayed the whole time. All right, all right. So this, why, why does this make any difference? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's good. It's I'm league. going. It's a, I know you're going. I'm you're going. Stay. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. You believe me? <laughs> I don't believe any of, <laughs> hardly any of that. I do believe that you will go to uh, m- more games because Samson is a big time sports fan. Yes, he, he loves is. to go, and you love to go with yes. him and make him happy. Like yes. that's just what it is when you're a parent. Um, I don't know. All the other stuff we'll see. Who plays up there in, <laughs> up there where I live at? Uh, in the Stripers. Gas, the Stripers. No. Oh, look. We're going to one of those because that was so much fun. But no, in the Gas South. Who plays in there, Bo? <clears throat> Gas South? The hockey team? Yeah. Gladiators. Yeah. That, that's who plays yeah. up there? Okay, there we go. Because it's right down the street from my house. There you go. So there those we go. are a lot of fun, too. Okay. So, so there we go. I, I'm going, down low really so I'm going to the Stripers. I'm going to see the Gladiators, yep. the Braves, United. 
Perfect. There we go. And the dogs. Bulldogs. There we go. Five. That's five. That's five. There we go. We did it. Bam. New Year's resolution achieved on February 1st. There we go. Let's get to an NFL no huddle. Well, I guess you got to go to him now. We're going no huddle. With the midday show, oh, yeah. no huddle. The best the NFL game. has to offer. Oh, let's go. Oh, is it? March 6th. March 6th. That'll be the first one of the year, baby. 92-9 game night. Oh, um, I probably this would be a good opportunity to do this if I had the read in front of me. Sorry, Abe. I'll do it later. There's a watch party next Wednesday. We're going to watch the Hawks take on the Celtics. I'll tell you where. <laughs> Coming up in about 15 minutes. Before we do that, I do want to let you know, uh, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Dan Quinn, the final name uh, to be added to the new head coaches list in 2024. He's hired by the Washington Commanders. Team hasn't made it official yet, but everyone's reporting it. So Dan Quinn uh, takes the final opening of the, the eight that were open this offseason. Another shot for Dan. Obviously, everyone listening to us right now is familiar with him as uh, he was the head coach of the Falcons not too long ago. Had some great moments. I mean, went to the Super Bowl, obviously. Yes. Um, had some bad moments. Started out 0-5 the year that he got fired and some really like, head-scratching losses that you know, I'll, I'll never understand not getting on that uh, onside kick. Um, but he, he was always going to get a second opportunity, yeah. and I'm surprised it didn't happen last year. Uh, but here it is. Congratulations to Dan Quinn, the final coach of the uh, of the yeah, carousel good, to get a job. Good for Dan. Uh, obviously good for Washington You got because you, you got somebody who knows the ins and outs of being a head coach. You know, it's not somebody that's going to be learning on the job and everything like that. I, it don't matter if I was your first, your second, or third choice. I'm your choice. You know, and I think that's when it goes into his, uh, you know, as far as that now – you know, he's going to bring some some guys over as far as defensively from the Dallas and everything like that to be on his defensive side. We were just talking earlier about offensive coordinator. Just read a story about, well, if he would have got the job last year, he was going to bring Schottenheimer with him. Yep. And so now Schottenheimer is technically he's the offensive coordinator for Dallas. Now, he doesn't call the plays. Mike McCarthy does that. Does Dallas allow him to go with Dan? Because it seemed like if Dan was going to bring him last year, why not bring him this year? Yeah, because he wasn't OC. Like, he wasn't. He, he was. He, this is his first year as the offensive coordinator, right? Because last year was Kellen yes. Moore, but so, again, he doesn't call plays. Exactly. So it's not the end of the world if they lose him. Yes. I guess there's kind of two things at play: how much do they, they value having him? Yes. And then how petty do they want to be? Exactly. Because they can block it, they right? They, exactly. they have him under control, exactly. and, and if they want to say, "Nah, Dan, do your own thing. You can't exactly. take our guy. You can't poach our guys." Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Schottenheimer goes with him. I wouldn't be honestly. Either. I wouldn't be either. Like I, no offense to, to him. Dan must love him. Yeah. But like, he's not making or breaking the Cowboys' offense. No, he's not. I don't think he's not. And that's that was going to be the big thing. We talked earlier that you know the EB Eric Bieniemy's on the staff right now and everything like that as far as OC. So is Dan going to meet with him or is he already talking about with with this whole uh, shoddy thing? So that that'd be something to keep an eye on. But they I mean they got the second overall pick. They got some good players. They got some good players. Receiver, Scary Terry, got a good runner. Um, the offensive line was the problem. They were atrocious last year offensively, as far as the offensive line giving up sacks. I think Sam Howe uh, led the league uh, as far as most sack quarterback and yeah. everything. And then you give Dan some of the defensive pieces that they have. Got two studs in the interior defensive line. Got a nice linebacker, some young corners. So you give Dan some time to, to, to go with that because he's going to, you know, I don't know. How if he's going to be as aggressive as they were with Dallas because they don't have the rush that mm-hmm. Dallas had. So that'd be interesting to see if he goes back to his old Seattle ways with the Leo and the, the three and the one and the cover three scheme and all that other stuff. They had the, they had the guys to do all yeah, that. Exactly. Um, so anyway, Dan Quinn is the the final head coach to get a job this offseason. All all eight jobs are now filled. 
And we'll hear from Raheem Morris on Monday here in Atlanta at 2 o'clock. That'll be the introductory press conference for the new Falcons head coach. Do you think the NFL should consider changing the calendar for the Super Bowl? Meaning? Meaning have it this weekend instead of having the week off between the championship games? Well, I mean, yeah. Because no one cares about the Pro Bowl. No. I mean, I'll give, honestly, the the biggest beneficiary of this has been the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Like, the Senior Bowl has owned this and I, week. And I think that's why they won't change it, because yeah. of that fact and everything. And uh, Because it, it, it was one week. It was it yeah. was the, the following it week just and everything. It always feels like a little bit of momentum. A billion people are going to watch the Super yes. Bowl, so it doesn't really yes. matter. But it just feels like a little bit of the momentum gets lost of the season being week after yeah. week after week after week. Than taking the two weeks off. Yeah, and because then there's nothing. Because uh, I mean, obviously there's stuff to talk about because you, you're talking about these coaching hire and everything. Yeah. But then you got to have these damn Brock Purdy questions. And, and, and what was uh, the one today? Uh, Is he what? Uh, What's his legacy? I, I, no, I think Cam, <laughs> Cam said Cam said something. And, oh, uh, did Cam so, yeah. talk about him like, again? Come on, man. Okay. The dude is doing what he's supposed to do, and that's yeah. the most important thing. The more you talk about him. More you're gonna sound like a hater. Yeah, you know what I mean. mean? He, but he has the opportunity to go in there and win a Super Bowl, and and he he and he's on a team. As much as we love Patrick Mahomes, can beat Patrick Mahomes. Sure, San Francisco can win this football. Game. Absolutely, yeah. they're favored to win the you football know what I'm game. Like they can win this football game and, and things like that. But I would, I don't, I would bet that. But they can win this football. I game. wouldn't either. Yeah, bad, but yeah. yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes is 11 and one as an underdog. Really? It, yeah. He's been an underdog that many times in his career. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, I think they should change the calendar to make it a week later than it is. I think because they're going to be another game in the NFL anyway. They're going to go to 18 eventually. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's probably the next collective bargaining agreement. Maybe you find another buy, whatever. I don't know if that would be. I don't like that. I think no more seats. I think no more seats. I mean, in the season. Instead of having just one bye week, maybe have two bye weeks, one early and one late. Because what would be awesome is – if the Super Bowl was on the Sunday before President's Day, yeah, so, so then the next Monday day off, off because right. that is statistically the least productive day of the year among the American workforce. Yeah. People are a little, you know, having the old Irish flu Oh, I know on exactly what you're talking about, so, dude. I mean, I've been there. I've, I've had episodes. I'll, that, be, I'll be there. I'll be there. That, <laughs> I, I think that. That's I, Monday. The, the, um, when, but the thing with it is, is that there, the Pro Bowl was always the thing after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl champions would go out there. What happened to the Pro Bowl? Like, I, you know what? Because I, I, I remember watching I it as a kid. I still remember the game, the last time they played it in full pads, and it was, it was, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting there watching. Yeah, like, yeah. That wasn't that long what ago. What the hell are y'all doing? Yeah. Just don't play it. But, like, when you were in the NFL, like, guys cared about it, right? Yeah, they cared about it. But now I think, you know, it's it's not as important because so many people get to go. Mm. Like, Gardner Mish is going to the damn Pro Bowl now. I think once they Who was it last year? When they, was, uh, uh, when, once they Huntley. Once, yeah. once, they, once they took the guys who are playing the Super Bowl out of it, Right. Then that was the thing. Yeah. Because they play it before now. Right. And obviously those and guys, guys were going to play. But I think that was the biggest thing. Guys wanted to go. You didn't have all those alternates. And, you know, guys played hard. I mean, ever since when, when when Sean Taylor hit old boy, you know, that was the thing. But the biggest thing about the Pro Bowl was going to Hawaii. Exactly. You know, getting to go to Hawaii. It was this. And, and just being a viewer watching yes. it on yeah, in yeah. Hawaii. It was just, it was, like the, the lays and the Hawaiian shirts and the palm trees and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. All-Star games in general kind of aren't what they once were. But also maybe I'm not a kid, you know? Yeah. Like I, I loved these All-Star games because I was a kid and it was cool to – but also we see these people all the time. Right. Now. Like 25 years ago, 30 years ago, the only chance to see Barry Bonds play if you lived in Seattle was mm -hmm. in the All-Star game. Right. You couldn't just turn on TV all the time and see him. So I don't know. 
I don't know what it is. I don't know how they fix it. It's not my job. Hopefully they Dude, do. Dude, oh, my God, it was so awful. It was awful. The, the, all, the NBA All-Star game is, I mean, I still like it because I like dunks. But oh, I just want to see the intros. <laughs> the intros and then the fourth quarter. Yeah, Those are kind of the it. fun parts. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, who's going to make the NBA All-Star game. Maybe Trey, hopefully. Uh, and also some of these rule changes and the unintended impact they've had on the NBA season. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And now, here's another Andy and Randy listener. Welcome back to the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, where you'll hear all the latest in ATL sports, plus all the life lessons you'll ever need to know. From a Pacific Northwesterner to teach about all the granola in national parks, to a former gangbanger in Germany who became the best tight end in UGA history. Get it all here. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Trillville Thursday. 15-minute tease. Um, come hang out with me, 92.9 The Game, and Michelob Ultra for the Atlanta Hawks watch party against the Boston Celtics in six days from right now, next Wednesday night, February 7th, 7 p.m., uh, at Bench Warmers on Rock Quarry, uh, Rock Quarry Road in Stockbridge. So we'll be on the south side. We're on the south side hanging out on Wednesday night. If you want to come by and watch the Hawks game with us, they'll be taking on the Boston Celtics. Hang out with the Hawks dancers, flight crew. You could also win Hawks tickets or $150 to the Hawks shop. Sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Must be 21 plus and please drink responsibly. So that'll be the last game before the trade deadline. Right, right. So maybe that'll be the last time you see all these guys. Or maybe you might not. I think determining who plays that game might also <laughs> yeah. uh, Give you a. Uh, I did think that healthy scratch for Dejounte the other night was a symbol or a signal. It uh, wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it not. wasn't because he played against uh, the Lakers the other night and played awesome. He, so. he really was good. Real quick, Andy, we did not mention um, that the Falcons have a new wide receiver coach, Ike Hilliard, uh, Florida great. A name like people that. know. Yeah, he is going to be the uh, wide receiver coach. He obviously. Uh, for on that staff, oh, oh, he might have been a player on that Washington team where all those guys were. Was he, he, I think he was on that staff. He was on a staff yeah. or something like that. But he yeah. was a player on the Tampa team that uh, that Raheem was a part of. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. So yeah, he's going to be the receiver coach from now. I think uh, does he have all the position? I think he has all the position coaches except for tight end coach mm-hmm. uh, that are all you know on his staff and everything. I know they had some of the names out yesterday as far as he, how he's rounding it out and everything, giving guys different designations, run game coordinator, all that other stuff. So I think there's one more position to be filled, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. It would be the, on the offensive side, it would be the tight end position. Yeah, and th- I think that's a, a big part of the reason why the introductory press conference isn't until Monday. Right. Monday at 2 o'clock is just to sort of get out of Raheem's way and let him put this staff together. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the other head coaches have had their introductory press conferences already. I think the Seahawks are having theirs today right. or tomorrow. You know so what's so cool? They're kind of rushing it. That it's cool that, uh, that when – like they had them for him. I know a couple other times I saw the one that for Carolina when the coaches arrived and all the people are in the, in the lobby cheering and everything, yeah. which is so funny because they had like the, I don't know what the hell Carolina was doing when old, when old boy walked. They were doing some kind of chant that was like it seemed like you know what's in like like Tepper. You know how uh, James Dolan makes his uh, his employees go to see his ragged ass <laughs> band play. That's what it looked like yesterday. When Dave Tepper was sitting there, like that's uh, exactly what it exactly is. Exactly what it because, is. Because, like, yeah. uh, you know, come it, out here and say hi to my hire. Anybody that's ever been to a team facility before, like, there's a lot of people that work there mm-hmm. that don't really care that much about what's going on inside yes, the facility. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm the I'm the receptionist at the team facility. Yes. I don't know who that person is. Yes. Like, I didn't make the hire. And it's like, I come, Sheila, Sheila, come on. 
Come on, we got to clap for him. He's yeah, here now. Yeah, it's really funny. It's, it's pretty damn funny. It really they did is. the same thing at the Seahawks. Yeah, I saw, yeah. He was and with I, the wife. I, there's like the security guard that I know that works there that's right. worked there forever. I was like, that dude doesn't know who he is. <laughs> he's, he's never he's his, never heard of Mike his, McDonald his before. His job is to make sure nobody comes up in here acting a fool. Yeah, his pretty job much. is to make sure no one gets in the locker room and yes. messes with anybody exactly. when they come in the front door. Exactly. Yeah, the lady that like checks and sees if you're on the list, she uh-huh. doesn't know who Mike McDonald is. Right. He's very nice. Yeah. She works there. She went out there and clapped for him. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, welcome aboard, coach. coach. Welcome, welcome. Because that's coach. what everyone's name is to those folks. Yep, coach. coach. All right, hey, coach. Yep. How are you, coach? Yes. How's your weekend, coach? But that mean, but yeah, I mean, but that's all it is. You got to sell the fact that all those people in the building <laughs> that this guy is going to get us where we need to go. Yep. All right. You got the you got the assistant ticket manager and everybody like that. Don't know who the hell he is. Get out there and shake some hands. Yeah. All right. So we're going to find out who all makes the Eastern Conference All Star team tonight. The more I look at this, the more I'm going to be surprised if Trey makes it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, um, I think he should. I think Trey's oh, no having doubt. A, a really no good year. Doubt. Twenty-seven and ten. It's not. It's not. I know he's the star of the team and all that kind of stuff, but it's not Trey's fault. This team isn't any good. No. He's also having the best defensive year of his career, which you know isn't meaning that he's in the running for defensive player of the year right, or anything like right, that. Right, but right, right. He's right. he's playing better defense as well. So um but as you break it down, like there's gonna be seven reserves, two guard spots, three front court spots, two wild card spots. Mm-hmm. Like Brunson's gonna get one, Maxie's gonna get one. I'd be surprised if Donovan Mitchell doesn't get one. And then it just kind of comes down to that fourth that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. You go Paolo Bancaro because mm-hmm. he's playing really good mm-hmm. and is the magic playing well. Um, I've seen projections where Derek White gets in because he's doing such he's good defensive well. work for Boston. He's well. um, I mean, that's kind of what it's going to come down to is that final spot. I hope he does make it. I think he deserves to make it. But I think right now, more than anything, more than ever in Trey's career, he's a victim of this team just being so out of sight, out of mm-hmm. mind to, to the national basketball public. Like, they just don't. They don't move the needle right now, which is a real shame because yeah, they're not they're not that far removed from being um at least being decent. They're just not right now at all. No, they're not. And and you know, that that goes back to, you know, something that we talked about three years ago when they went when when after I'm sorry, after Eastern Conference championship finals or whatever, and the expectations and them sitting on those expectations instead of trying to exceed those expectations. Yeah. You know, and there's only so much. Just like the the what is it, sixty win team and everything. That was a great run, great, a great run. run. But it wasn't a championship caliber no. team. No. Well, I mean, and we saw that when a championship caliber team came in here and waxed that ass. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now you're you're back to, you know, trying to rebuild without trying to rebuild and stay relevant at the same time because you do have the an all star. You do have an all star type caliber player on yeah. your team. And he is your face, he is your franchise player, he's your max player, and you're trying to rebuild around him and try to stay, like I said, try and stay relevant, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, it's – it's, That's always such a tough it, it word. It is. It is. I think, like, but it's I, true. I, you're, no, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's the correct word. Like, I avoid saying it because I almost feel like it's – it's like it's almost mean, right. but you're right. Like, the Hawks are not relevant on a national scale. Like, I, I listen to a couple different NBA podcasts uh, – that come out bi-weekly, maybe once a week. They don't talk about them. The only thing that they've been talked about for is when Luka dropped 73 on them yeah. a couple Fridays ago. Like, And that's it. Like, And that sucks because obviously Trey's a really fun player that people like to watch when he's in front of their face. But that's what the NBA is. Mm-hmm. And that's why when the schedule comes out at the beginning of the year, you look at how many TNT Barry games you flexed. have. They already got flexed. Yeah. They already got flexed. We don't need to talk about what game that is. Yes. 
They already got flicked. That one that we're encouraging people exactly. to come out and watch with me. They got me. flicked. If you, you can't watch it on national TV, but you can watch it with me that's in right, Stockbridge. Come that, on down. Damn right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, they flex them off national TV because no one wants to watch exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. I mean, it's and, a shame. And it's a, damn, it's a damn shame because it's such a great city, because it's such a great damn fan base. Hawk fan base is it's just such a great fan base. Yep. And you saw that when they did go on that run, how fun it was in this city and, and going over to their state farm and watching them yep. and watching them, watching Falc, watching Hawks fan, not half of it in visitors' uh, jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hawked Not because LeBron's in town. Exactly. It was hawked right. out. Because the teams went. Exactly. We, we've I, said this I, since I the beginning of the show. I love watching that. I love watching And we got a little taste of it that summer, right? But this, yeah. this city is a powder keg of NBA yes. enthusiasm and support. And they just haven't had there yes. haven't been many examples of it. But that sixty win team, I mean, it was crazy. It was hard. E- every out of there. single night when they went on that twenty game winning streak was insane. Yes. The 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 ratings that this radio station got that July, and July is always a weird month yes. for that kind of stuff. Yes. Like was crazy yeah. because they made they, that run they, to the Eastern Hawks, Conference Finals. Man. Yeah, and, people and, were and fired you know, up. About I mean, it. it's so much fun because you know, and we talk about all the we talk about all the like the we <laughs> battery is crazy now. Yes. Them and and hopefully we get an opportunity to see that not so many red seats over there Mercedes Benz with the Falcons. Yeah, but you know un- how United packs out things. Unfortunately, the parallels are kind of some of the things we say about the Falcons when we talk about the big picture franchise history, success, failure, that kind of stuff. We talked a lot about it the last couple of weeks because of the twenty year snapshot of Rich McKay and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, the Hawks are are are, are here too, especially lately. The, the blips mm. are the success. Yes. The consistency not is mediocre to below that. Yep. And that's what's frustrating. Yep. And, and look, I, you know, it, it, the hardest thing in the world is to do what they're trying to do right now, which is what they already did, which is they tore it all the way down, mm-hmm. identify a star. They got one. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to build around him correctly to win with him. But now it feels like they have to kind of tear it down a little bit again to try to build it back up around him, and that's even harder that's than a full be, tear Because down. the thing about it is, is like we know about players of, of Trey's caliber. When do they get tired of it? When do they get tired? And then that goes back to the same thing. Like, when do you start looking at him? I mean, this is third coach. Yep. You know what I mean? This is – and all those different things. When do, when do, when do you, you start looking at, at, at this guy? Because I don't because he's not the problem, dude. He does everything and just asks them. Like you said, he's put more effort towards defensively yeah. and everything like that. The, the, and the, it's interesting. Like this season, they're the this is the worst they've been in four years. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the least we've heard any sort of. There's no disagreements between players and coaches. Mm-hmm. Locker room seems united. Everybody seems like they like Quinn and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a couple years ago, they were pretty good. But all the conversation was, oh, they hate uh, Lloyd. You got to get Lloyd. Oh, all right, Nate takes over. Didn't take long. Now they hate Nate. You got to get him out. You know what I mean? Like, this team seems like they at least like each other. They're the worst uh, one they've had. So, there you have it. We'll come back. We'll get to the back page with Bo after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, check this out. You already know this Trillville. Yes, sir. You know you listening to Andy and Randy on a Trillville Thursday on what? 92.9. The Game. Let's go. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Trillville Thursday. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. 
Go to MarksMain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. 20 minutes away from getting back into the big story of the day. Had some some breaking news right before we came on the air. The Washington yes. Commanders hired Dan Quinn as their head coach. I do. We were kind of joking at this uh, during a break. We said all the jobs have been filled now. Yes. Unless one of them comes open. Unless one comes open. Because that, that, that article about the Jets. That, that damn Diana Rossini uh, article in The Athletic about the Jets and how dysfunctional it is. And according and she and I love me some Diana and she don't make stuff up. Nope. But I mean, this was like you're like, damn, solid. You checking phones to see who's leaking stuff and it's like a jealous girlfriend. Yeah, man. It was it's it's crazy. I mean, but you kinda I'm I'm because a lot of teams lost their quarter. This was the year of the damn backups. And none of them fell off like like the like the damn Jets did. Yeah, and when you hear the details yes. of why, their yeah. offensive coordinator basically just like washed his hands of his duties after Aaron Rodgers got hurt four plays into the year. Yeah. It's like this guy didn't take the year seriously after Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the first game. Maybe people should stop hiring Nathaniel Hackett. He's like because he's, he's like buddies um, with Aaron he's Rodgers. like uh, Adam Gase. Yeah, he's like Adam Gase because he knows somebody. You make the right friends. You meet the right friends and everything like that, and then you'll find a way to get a coach. Did I ever tell you about? The time Diana Rossini gave me a free mattress. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, you did tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Very nice of her. She's she's nice. She's, she's nice lady. She's nice lady and an outstanding reporter. But yeah, when I saw it, I was like, damn. I mean, I know it was bad, and you can tell it's bad. But I mean, still, this was the year of the backup, and no team looked an up than them with a the backup quarterback. Oh. No team. <laughs> no team. With all that talent. Yep. With all that talent that they had, and for them, by the way, that backup quarterback was a number two overall, overall pick. pick. Not long ago. Yes. Like just a couple of years two ago. The number two overall pick. pick. All right. Let's get to the back Bad. page with Bo. Bad. Bringing you the stories that didn't make the cut anywhere else in the show. It's the back page with Bo Johnson on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back page with Bo. Who's been the last? Hold on real quick. I'm sorry, Bo. Who's been the last number two overall pick? Who is the quarterback that's been really good? C.J. Stroud. I'm, I'm, I, I was going to say. Before him. My, before him. Um, gosh. Like, RG had one good year. He was second one? Yeah. Mariota was okay. He was second. He wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know about Ryan Leaf. Matt Ryan was third. Matt Ryan was third. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Carson Wentz oh. for a, okay. for for a, a, a blink yeah, Carson, of an okay. eye. He's okay. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Never mind. Marcus yeah. Mariota. Hard yeah. pass. What up, Bo? What hey, up, Boski? So more people are coming out and speaking up about kicker equipment gate. Oh, oh hell. Okay. <laughs> it was just Travis Kelsey. He was oh. on Pat McAfee yesterday. So here's Travis Kelsey's version of what happened, and it might be the funniest. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get they get a up. chance to kick at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You don't interfere with what they have going on. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a about it you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet it's actually kind of dangerous really but like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you 
Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a d about it, like trying to get under the skin. Me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man, that we just weren't in a joking mood. Yep. You could tell the way they played that game and everything. <laughs> he played like he wasn't joking. He played like it too, dog. I mean, that's how he played. But yeah, I mean, it is. Because the thing about it is the kickers are the first ones that go out most of the time. Now, these guys were warming up, not with the team, but when guys go out on the field before before the team actually comes up and does the schedule warm-ups and stuff. So by then, because I was never one that went out early, uh, but usually by then when you see the other team guys coming out, you move your flank out the way. Mm -hmm. You do. Yeah. And like I was saying yesterday, some guys go from the goal line out as far as quarterbacks throwing throwing routes to the receivers. They go goal line out. Some guys go 50 in, Mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah, if if I'm right there and you see me, Justin Tucker – Move your blank out the way. Now, this does end up seeming like a situation, like an interaction that is one of my favorite things to observe, but one of my least favorite things to be a part of. And that is when one person's joking and another person isn't. Right. Because it happens a lot in life. It's happened to me. Like, I'm kidding around. Oh, that guy's not. Right. I better stop joking around with him. Um, But then when you sit, like, the one I always think of is uh, the the Chris Paul, Steve Kerr. Yes. Uh, gift yes. that gets played yes. on, on Twitter all yes. the time where Steve laughing and Chris laughing he turns around and he scowls he's not joking at all like it's always funny to see when that happens in life it's like well that guy thought he was joking but yeah. he was not joking that is always, and if he would have kept joking he might have gotten beaten up that, that would have been pretty that's funny that's always one of the most unpredictable things with uh, that part right there yeah, who's Joke, who, if he's joking especially if it's somebody that you know yeah, but don't know him like that like right. you know somebody well enough that I know you, we we gonna joke like the, but, like the Ben Watson, uh, yeah, SEC yes, Network thing, yes. a couple years ago, yeah, like that situation. <laughs> that was a good example yeah, of it. That was a great example. He of thought it. he was joking around. Ben Watson was not. He was not, but he made it. But they made it into a joke. Sure, sure. After sure, he sure. found out, like, oh well, my oh, bad, oh, he's dog. not. He's, yeah, he's serious. Yeah, like those are the most awkward situations in life, and it's very funny to see them happen. Yes, it's not fun when it happens to you. So something we almost got to see on the field, or at least I think that we almost got to see this on the field. So they continue talking about it for a, for a couple seconds, and uh, Travis gets an unexpected visitor or an unexpected visit from the other Pat. Tucker was gonna beat your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna beat your ass. You know that, hey, Pat. He's gonna beat your I, ass. <laughs> I'll tell you, Pat. Me and me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. <laughs> of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. He have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. That would have been awesome. I don't know what they would have done. They ran know. on the field. Oh, they would have hit him with one the of those. They would have yeah, hit the, the DX. DX on him. Yeah, one they would have had to hit the DX on him. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Justin Tucker whipping nobody ass. No. But I don't never no. underestimate. That's one thing I don't do. I don't underestimate my opponents. That's why. Y'all remember the bull thing I was talking good, about? That's good life you remember, the, you remember the bull thing I was talking about? When you said you could wrestle a bull to the ground with your bare hands? Now everybody know I was, like, I, I'm not really serious, right? Y'all do know that, right? Okay? Because every time there's a bull meme, everybody, like, or, and I'm like, are y'all serious or are you joking? Because you know, I'm my bull, my, oh, I almost cussed. I'm not getting nowhere near no damn bull. Right. I don't put myself in situations to be around bulls. Right. But I do think that, you do think that, no. if that's what it came to, if I, you would do what it took. I do think that's what you think. <laughs> or would you run? Huh? Or I don't would you th- run? No, I don't, I don't think, think you'd run. Because they would probably chase you anyway. I think that you can 
Because the scenario you painted when we talked about right. it was that. Yeah. You're like, obviously, you're not looking for a bull. Right. This was what Because it was a, it, it some was, bull it showed was loose up. In, in the city. It was, yeah. what, it was what would I do if I had to do that? Exactly. Okay. Because I posted this thing. That ain't no bull that threw that, th- threw that person in the air. It was a damn buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that was a damn buffalo. Everybody keeps sending that to me. It was a damn buffalo. Well, right. What would you do face to face with a buffalo? I wouldn't be around no buffalo. I, Fair I, don't, I don't live in the. Hi, fella. <laughs> I won't hurt you. I don't live there. You say, what a if straight, a buffalo gets loose in Lilburn? If a buffalo is loose in Lilburn, I just don't sell it. Don't go on my street. You know what I mean? Because like, why? Huh? Because why? Okay. <laughs> no matter why. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got that heat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about, hey, I will figure, hey. Because if it came to it, you think that you could do it. There are people around my neighborhood, <laughs> all right, that are within me jumping over a fence distance that believe in the Second Amendment gotcha. like I do. Okay. Well, I believe in the Second Amendment, but they got that heat. Right, they're really I will go get Second one. Amendment. I will go get one. You know how much heat you got to have to take down a buffalo, though? Huh? It, takes, really it good takes a different kind of heat to take down a buffalo. But I think really good aim, like if you hit it in the specific and a, spot. And a very big bullet. <laughs> I'm not, but that's what I'm saying. Like people, are, yeah, right. I'm like, dude, I ain't no damn fool. I, this is a this is a late game scenario. This ain't like uh, go wrestle a bull at damn at, at in Lawrenceville, right? Like you're not no, you're not looking. I'm not looking for a bull. No, but if a bull showed up, which was the scenario, <laughs> yeah, because this is this it was Henry County, right? Was there Henry was a County. bull walking down yeah. the street. You go to get your I've mail, because all I, of a sudden I, there's a bull in the driveway. I've seen it done. <laughs> exactly. You do think you can do well, that's it. That's how no. they take them down in rodeos. You described it perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this. People ask like I'm talking about, I go with a bull ass. That's not what I said. I said, if there's a loose-ass bull and he's coming at me, I'm about to do what I got to do. Do I think I can do it? Probably. <laughs> but stop sending me bull damn videos. So basically you just want people to stop sending you stop bull videos. Stop sending me bull video. Okay, fair all enough. Right, yes, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know the anatomy of a bull, all right? <laughs> and it's not something that I want to bother with. I just like, we we have not found the scenario yet where you're willing to say you'd lose a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what, I, probably would, I probably would get killed by the bull. More than likely. Maybe not. More that's than set, like, that sets you up for failure if you admit defeat before. But that's exactly, that's right. exactly. That's true. Bro. That's a good exactly. point. I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm not afraid you of him. Prepare to. I'm not lose afraid. or you lose to I'm prepare. Not, but something. I'm afraid exactly. of a bull. Fail to prepare. You understand that? Prepare you, to do fail. Do you understand that? Like I'm afraid of bulls. Okay. Like terrified of. Them. Yeah, me too. I don't want to be yeah. anywhere near them. Sometimes fear is your best ally. What do you guys do? Sometimes fear is your best. Can we get ally. Dan Quinn on the show I, today. What's happening? Basically, what I'm saying is, stop sending me damn videos that's of every damn bull that's throwing people in the air. Basically, that's okay. What you're yeah. So, real quick, do y'all think the decline and, and for, for it to be a decline, it would have to be way up here at first. Do y'all think the decline of the Pro Bowl happened when they moved it from Hawaii to Orlando, or when they vice versa the Pro Bowl with the Super Bowl? Uh, when they moved to Orlando, because <laughs> like, what's the? Eh, it's Orlando. You can go there any time of the year. Not that you can't go to Hawaii, but yeah, you can drive to Orlando from here. <laughs> like and you don't. Everybody yeah. send me bull pigeons. Yeah, yeah. There you no, go. I don't want to fight Bebo. You asked for it. No, I don't want to fight Bebo. <laughs> you don't want to avenge Uga's like memory? Hell no. Oh, ain't done to me. <laughs> oh, man, ain't done to me. Avenge Uga's honor. No. Bebo tried to come after him. Yeah. What's that? What's a Desert Eagle A50? Big gun. I big think. gun. It's a 50 caliber pistol. Okay. Well, Big Colonel said he'll let me hold his. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got people willing to come over and yeah, give you a gun. offer you some yeah. firearms I'll now. It would fire. probably take a 50 cal to take down them, but you had to be pretty close to them to use that gun. Now, if you get like a Barrett, like a 50 caliber rifle, right. you could do it from 100 yards but away. But the thing about it, like you said, ain't what's going to take them down. I'm just going to load. That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to just shoot until there are more bullets in it. <laughs> and even if he's down, I'm going to stand over him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I had a real answer to the question you asked, but who cares? <laughs> you yeah, know, we're out of time. So. We just, I just want to hear Randy talk about shooting bulls, man. Oh, man. Let's uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll get to the big story of the day to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Smoking Joe Patrick is going to join us at 120. He got called into the boss's office yesterday, Smoking Joe. Oh, did. he did? Yeah, oh, yeah he did. I, just I assume he got in yeah. trouble for something. This hour was brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate and will continue to be. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Woo! Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Trillville Thursday. Final hour for us. This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at ManCaveStore.com. 20 minutes away from Smoking Joe Patrick joining us. We will talk to him about all of the hirings that the Falcons have made over the last week. And obviously, Raheem Morris is going to be uh, introduced at a press conference on Monday at 2 o'clock. Joe will be there making trouble, probably trying to pull the chair out from behind D-Led when he sits down or something like that. He's up there causing trouble. And then we'll get to an AMA at 140 as well. Um, We'll get to the most important story of the day in just a minute. Although I would contend that the conversation that we just had during the commercial break might have been the most important story of the day. Because I'm confused. Um, my man, what's his name? Uh, Sim, 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 Sim. He hit me up and said, uh, can you eat bull meat? I don't know. I'm sure you, like, if you were out in the wild, like I would be, and I would kill the bull, would I eat him? Yes, I would eat him. Right. So after you murdered him with yeah, your hands, after then I you murdered would, him with my hands, then, then, I would, then, you know, then I would eat him. Yeah. Out of respect. Out of respect. I gotta yeah. eat him. I don't want him, I don't want like a, a tiger to get him or nothing. Right. You got to use yeah. every last piece of that <laughs> yes, carcass exactly. and give it back to the earth. Well, then you ask the question, like, is it, every hamburger we eat is every steak we eat is that female and i don't know yeah i didn't either it's like do we only eat cow like or whatever yeah. so i googled it and it said no beef can be made from male or female cattle breeds explicitly raised for beef like angus uh-huh. uh all calves are reared for uh, meat the meat is reared regardless of sex yes all right so now so technically you can't eat a bull technically okay and, yeah. that, and so we got all that so yes to answer your question because I didn't know you can eat bull. You can mm-hmm. eat bull meat. Now you can really eat anything. You can eat anything you want. Right. But, but like, I think we do often. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you go buy a pack of, uh, of ground beef right now from Publix. There's a, probably a 50-50 shot. It's male or what female. Part of body is, what body part is the ground beef come from? Chuck. Bow? The chuck part. Yeah, the, the muscle parts, like the hind quarters that are really, really tough. Mm-hmm. You know, like your butt. You know, the legs, the chalk. Is, so you, can, yeah. you can ground ass. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Cheeks. It's cheeks. <laughs> yeah, you're eating yeah. cheeks. <laughs> then, like, the tender parts are up on the lower back of the of the cow. Yeah. You know, the, the muscles that don't get used a lot. <laughs> We're here and get this grilled cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I had to say it. I knew you were going to say it. I had to say it. Everybody's got anyway. Oh man, let's um, just go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So we want to get to the other part then, or no? No. Okay. Because the I other part, I, I don't believe Bo. Okay. 
We don't I'm have to not, use any names or yeah, examples I'm not, or anything I'm not like believing that. what Bo said. Yeah, but so Bo said, we're talking about that. He said, well, it's probably possible, and it probably is possible because of how much genetic altering already takes place in the food that we eat anyway. Like, if it needed to be female, they'd just go in there and flip a switch, and then they'd all be female, and we'd eat that. And then Bo was like, yeah, you can do that with your kids, too. Yeah. He was like, some people... If they just want boys, go yes. to the doctor. Uh-huh. And I don't know how Bo described it. He can maybe do it himself. They do something. They, they, they flip a chromosome over or something yes. like that. Yes. I don't remember what he said. He said, yeah, if you want all boys, just go in there and order I don't them. believe that. I don't either. I don't believe I never that. heard of that. I've never heard of that They didn't before. give me that option when we were at the hospital. Not that I would have taken it either way. I don't way. think you went to the right house. you got to go to a specific place to have this happen. If you, you got the right amount of money, you can have all boys or all girls if you want. Get out of here. I guess. I, I, I never heard that before. Neither have I. I never heard that before, that you can actually go in there and, you know, how when we all know how that stuff works and everything, the unnatural, not I want to say the unnatural way, the way that, yeah, the way that some folks some folks have, have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Some, the way some folks have to do it. And these people that have, they can pick if they want a boy or girl. Get the hell out of here, man. Get the hell out of here, bro. Get the hell out of here, bro. Science, man. I, I just went with the old coin flip method, and I got one boy and one girl. <laughs> we ended up 50-50. Get the hell out of here, man. Let's get, to the, uh, let's get to the big story of the day. A lot of good's been done today, I think. Brought to you by QC Kinetics. Non-surgical treatment for joint pain. Bow! Yeah, I don't know. We never picked an audio clip to play. We haven't played any audio all day anyway, so I guess why are we going to start now? Um, All-Star game, I guess? <laughs> eh. You know the thing? I'll be honest with you. The thing that was most interesting to me, and we spent a little bit of time on it earlier, um, but it's a bigger picture conversation than, than the actual story that happened. Um, the story that started my thought process on this, though, was the Boston College head yes. coach leaving that job to take a defensive a coordinator question. position. Real quick before we get to that, Andy, because you, were, you were, we were talking to Bill Bender, and you were talking about Caleb DeBoer. In the NFL. Caleb, Caleb DeBoer, the guy he brought with him, yeah. was his general manager. A story just dropped about um, Lane Kiffin just hired somebody, and it, his title is GM. Yeah, there's going to be – every school's going to have one. What is their role? Um, recruiting and retaining. I would say. Okay. Or actually, you know what? Probably retaining more than anything. And that's what I'm thinking. So, because I would love to have. and Because and, and there's already recruiting we coordinators. Can, we, we can stay, take a stab at this. But what's harder, recruiting or re-recruiting? Man. Well, if you're a head coach right now, what would be harder? To recruit or re-recruit? Meaning your own player. Because, no, no. You just, like. Say that's because, a great say Kirby question. just went out there and brought Georgia the number one recruiting class in America. Yeah. Now, yep. we know. I mean, I don't know. How many guys are in this class? 25? Sure. We know, 25. we know probably 10 of these 25 guys are going to leave. At least. How? So what's harder, trying to get these kids here originally? Because of those 25, all of them ain't going to play like they want to play. I still think recruiting originally is the hardest, like at a high level. I still think that's the hardest thing because okay. – like what Kirby is doing at, at Georgia and what, you know, what, uh, the other programs that are kind of up there in the top five, top ten in terms of <laughs> the high school recruits they're bringing in. Um, I still think that that's the, that's the hardest thing to do is getting those guys in the first place. Yeah. But Retaining them is probably almost as hard. Can, but, like, that's why no one's doing what they're doing. And right. I still think having great high school recruiting is the foundation that great programs have. I agree. I, I think that there'll be blips on the radar of – Teams like Washington or other schools like that that are able to go in the transfer portal and have a good transfer class or two and catch lightning in a bottle for a minute. But in terms of, like, repeat success and and consistency, Mm -hmm. 
I think you have to build it from the high school recruiting first. But I, man, I bet it's what. What part do you think is more irritating? Re-recruiting. Re-recruiting is probably yes. more irritating yeah. because, because it's like, but, dude, but, I already got you here and got you this about, stuff. The thing with it is, like, 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 you're a natural. If you're a coach, I'm gonna say you're natural, but you naturally know the pecking order, the the thing that makes college football is the recruiting. Mm -hmm. That's the recruiting part about it. So you are used to going into living rooms and eating pot roast and all those different things like that. But now it's once the season's over, like even some coaches have to have conversations with some of these guys and try to convince them to leave. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like if if you're a coach and you're talking about your top player, like I said, Georgia, I think they had 25 guys, whatever. Say they had 25 guys. And now you're if Kirby... You're going after, first of all, you're about to sign another 20-plus, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got that. And then you got not even this recruiting class. You got maybe 30 other dudes. So, basically, you're in a in a meeting, a, what we call it, a ransom meeting with these kids. Yeah. Yes, that's what you Essentially. Doing. Essentially. Yeah, if you're a good enough player on a good program at the end of the season, the way we understand it right now, yes. you hold the coaching staff for ransom. Yes. You ask for more than you have. Yes. Which has to be the most irritating part. It, because you already got them there. You already got them some stuff. You're playing. We're winning. Yes. You're going to go to the NFL. And that's the thing about you're winning. You're yeah. winning. You're winning. Yeah. So that's what the general manager, I think, is going to be in part responsible for. Like, or at least coordinating a lot of that stuff. Like, that's that's a great example, though, of how wild things have gotten, how quickly. Like, that's an entire new position in in the in whatever the brain yeah, the brain trust of a program. Sure, I'm pretty sure he don't coach no positions. No. He don't go to meetings, he don't no. go to practice, he don't do it. his whole job is to, to keep these kids here. Now, yeah, like, because here's the thing, like if you're a general manager in the NFL, like what's Terry Fontenot's job? He doesn't coach anything. Right. right. He's they're, they're scouting for the draft. There there's professional scouting for guys that might be free agents. Um and I don't know, you might make a trade every once yeah. in a while when the season starts, but yeah. really you you do the draft. You help put the roster together. But there's parts of the year where you're not, like, as active right. as other parts of the year. Um, it's free agency but the coach, in college football but the, 365 but days a year now. The coach is the ultimate decider of who gets what, though. Because mm-hmm. the coach, they give this, they get his bread. Yeah. From what I'm understanding, they give the bread to the coach. Yeah. But at least Terry Fontenot knows, like, free agency starts this day. It ends this day. We have this amount of time to sign these guys. Then we got the draft. We'll sign them by then. The league year starts here. Like, the NFL has been doing this forever, and this is the way that it's been structured forever, um, which is why guys like Jeff Halfley are leaving Boston College, yes. where there's just no structure whatsoever right now. It's it's a complete free-for-all to go to the NFL, where it's just easier. Yeah. From a – not to say it's easier to win, but it's just easier the, to know what your job the is. The defensive coordinator in the, on the NFL team coordinates the defense. Yeah. That's it. You don't got to worry doesn't about have to recruit. You don't got to recruit nobody. <laughs> you don't got to make nobody feel good. Nope. Nothing like that. And in the NFL, like no one's going to come to you at the end of the season and be like, hey, uh, I heard my teammate from high school got a Lamborghini yeah. at Texas. I want one. Like, cool, man. Well, you, you make $4 million a year, so Go you're, buy you're you under one. contract for two more years. Go on down to the Lamborghini shop and get you one. Yes. Where do you even go to get a Lamborghini? Lamborghini shop, or or you can um. So I mean, you go to um exotic sales, like oh, they, exotic okay. car sales. Okay. Um, I mean, they just have like Lamborghini dealerships. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Did not know that. Yeah. They, every, any car, every car that I know of has a dealership. Okay. Yeah. So you can get you can go to anywhere and get one. Like, yeah, but it, most people go to exotic. like if I walked in, you think they'd just they'd kind of know? They'd be like, no, um, out. You I, can't. Probably. Yeah. 
No, why would they? Why, why would they do that? Why would I they know. do that? I, don't I know. could be like a. I could have invented an app. Yeah, but I mean, something. but the thing about it is, I've been in all those places, and all of them are just as nice. If you go into the exact, uh, the hey, exotic there's one car, up in Roswell. Yeah, you go to the exotic car place, right? Look at that. And you walk in there, they treat you just like the they treat you Road. over at at Maruni Chevrolet. Rick Case Honda. They, they're nice. They're nice people. Cool. Now the the hardest thing is trying to get them to let you test drive those. Things. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like what would I have to do to convince them to let me test drive a Lamborghini? Uh, do you think they even let people test yes. drive? Yes. They do. I've tested drove like they I mean, let they Randy test drive one or anything. No, they knew I was. So yeah. Okay. I would, I would, yeah. But still. <laughs> um, but, oh god. Let's go in there and lie. Did, did, I kick for the Falcons. Yeah. But um, what, your name's Youngway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Bo, Bo, he texted us the whole um, process. Oh, of, of, of it is done in a lab, basically. So you do take an egg, and you got to put the right sperm in the egg, and there. So that, so, so you got boy eggs and girl eggs. What you saying? <laughs> I think that may be the sperm. I think so. I was wrong. It's not done with the egg. It's done with the sperm. I so guess. they got, we got, we got. But it is done in a lab. So, so we they got to take. We got boy. Gotta, we got boy and girl swimmers. Yeah, you got to take the egg out, then you put the boy or the girl in it, and I guess that's how it happened, yeah. <clears throat> so what happens if you have all girls? What does that say about your swimmers? <laughs> Nothing. That you had girl swimmers. Nothing, I guess. <laughs> you had girl swimmers, I uh, guess. I don't know. <laughs> they sperm a bunch more. No, don't do that. So that on the radio a lot of times today. Yeah. Uh, let's go to break. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, all right. Hey, you, you never know the lessons that you're going to get. <laughs> you never know. You also never know if any of that was true. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't like, know. <laughs> I don't know. Bo sent us a text about it. Yes, so it probably That's what I said. Is. Bo sent it to us. I got extreme detail and said, Bo ain't lying. Okay. <laughs> As I said, Bo ain't lying. <laughs> All right. If extreme auto detail says so. It's true. Then we're good. Yeah. Any man that drinks, what's that liquor he was drinking last week? Mm. Some pop-off vodka, something like that. Monarch. I don't remember. Oh, um, yeah. Kessler. Sm- Smoking Joe Patrick, who was definitely... Uh, created in a lab, is going to join us next right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Trillville Thursday, 20 minutes away from the AMA. Any question, any topic, we'll get the phone lines open at 404-726-0929. Great phone calls so far this week. You can text us or tweet us as well. We will uh, answer as many of those questions as we can. Just a couple minutes away from Smoke and Joe Patrick going to join us and talk some Falcons as the coaching staff continues to be put together. Um, Ike Hilliard today mm-hmm. announced as the uh, the wide receivers coach. Sounds like they got pretty much everything everything in line as far as the coaching staff goes. And then Raheem Morris is going to have his introductory press conference on Monday at 2 o'clock. So we'll hear from him on Monday as he's introduced. Um, this hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this football season at themancavestore.com. I just saw that uh, the Ravens, because they lost McDonald, they just uh, promoted uh, Zach Orr, former player, uh, to be their defensive court. I thought they were going to hire uh, the secondary coach, but the Titans went and got him mm-hmm. to make him their defensive coordinator. So, obviously, uh, Zach Orr has been upgraded. And how about them, Chuck Smith, first year up there? Chuck Smith, first year with the Baltimore Ravens. Go and gets Van Noy and damn um, clowning to have career years. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, man. Well, and kind of with the shakeup of the coaching staff, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe move up a little bit yeah. on on the ladder. Whatever you know, whatever that means. As defensive coordinator goes, and everybody kind of bumps up a spot. And like you said, they're, they're losing guys to other staffs as well. Who knows? Maybe, maybe what would that? You're like uh, 
defensive line coach slash what co-defensive coordinator or something mm-hmm. like that. Like who knows? Maybe he's able to sort of add another title to his um, to his to his list on that coaching staff. But yeah, a lot of people in Seattle thought Zach Orr maybe was going to follow McDonald to that staff. I yes. think people wanted him to. Exactly. Kind of a hot young name in the defensive coordinator world. But yeah, stays there. Good for him. Um, if you're picking between the two. I like the unit there in Baltimore. I don't. Yeah. Know. Seattle's got some good guys. Yeah, that's the do. number one defense in the NFL. Yes, last they year, do. So they don't have a like they don't have a real Smith. Nope. Yeah, they might get Patrick Queen though because he is a he is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, somebody's going to pay Patrick yeah. uh, Patrick Queen a yeah, lot. He's of an money. undrafted free agent, so that could be a a possibility of uh, as far as a landing place because we were talking yesterday about off the ball linebackers and everything like that, and you and uh, as far as where, 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 Dallas, Dallas, that's yep. what we were talking about. That, that, when we were talking about, they're all in and. We talk about all in. They need upgrades, especially that position. Is he a guy? We say Devin White, yep. guys like that. Uh, as far as those inside off the ball, because off off the ball linebacker class isn't up, isn't where it always is. As far as in mm-hmm. this draft class right here, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's always the one thing you want to find somebody that you're comfortable with. Patrick Queen's comfortable now. Bobby Wagner is out there, and they got Brook Brooks is out there still, mm-hmm. right? Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks been banged up a lot. Yeah, he has been. Yeah. yeah, so you got that. You got that going for you and everything. So, yeah, I don't know what Bobby Wagner is going to do because remember he left, right? He went to he went to L.A. Mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl, and then was he on the Super Bowl team, right? I don't. Was think it the so. year after? I think it was, was it the year after. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. he goes to the Rams, and then he went back to Seattle and was good again last year in the middle of that defense. Like at some point, Bobby Wagner is going to be old. Like, yes. I he still plays at an incredibly – because he can't quite cover the way that he used yes. to cover, but still is a great middle linebacker. So, I don't know. I don't know if another team goes out and tries to pay him to come be in the middle like Dallas, like mm-hmm. we're talking about, exactly. or if he stays in Seattle and retires there. All right. Finally we're caught ha- up with him. Giving us the runaround, yeah. Smoking Joe. All yeah. right. Let's get to Joe. Smoking Joe Patrick. No cell towers, huh, Joe? <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I was, I was uh, standing on business. <laughs> or was I not standing on business? I don't know. I say you weren't. Yeah, just say you weren't. You were standing okay. on business. With you. So I guess there's a bad cell reception on business. Huh. Is what you're saying? <laughs> when you stand, up. maybe okay. we, okay. we got to get that sorted out. All right. Uh, so the coaching staff is is pretty much coming together. I mean, we're, we're getting the, the last few hires. Find out about Ike Hilliard earlier today. Um, they're going to have the introductory press conference on, on Monday. I know that you'll be there to ask questions. But now that we know that Zach Robinson is going to be the offensive coordinator and Raheem Morris is hired and all of that, everyone shifts their focus to quarterback. Does, does that group, does that hire, does anything that they've done offensively with, with the staff give you any indicator as what you think they might be looking for quarterback-wise? So I think you, you could infer some things based on where Zach Robinson has been. I think I put it out there that, you know, he at least in what I've seen has dealt with a lot of kind of quarterbacks that deal from the pocket. That seems to be, you know, in quarterbacks that he's reviewed and rated, it seems to be what he likes. But, you know, it should also be stated that he was a bit of a running quarterback himself when he was in college. And I'm sure he appreciates, you know, a, a quarterback that can, that can, you know, make things happen with his legs, which is becoming more and more the trend in, in the NFL nowadays to have a quarterback that can, uh, you know, they can do a little bit of both. And obviously that's going to be something that plays into any quarterback factor. But, you know, I, I think that the, the most interesting thing about this is that you've acquired an offensive coordinator in Zach Robinson who used to evaluate quarterbacks as a specialty. Like he is one of – he's from what I've heard, he's basically the only person in the entire world who watched every single quarterback throw um, during the years, like 2017, 2018, basically the last two years before he joined the Rams when he was with PFF. 
he was the quarterback evaluator and he watched every single one and a lot of quarter, college quarterbacks too. And so I think regardless of what kind of quarterback he's going to be going after, I think that the importance of signing him in particular to be the offensive coordinator is that you are getting somebody who has a specialty in just assessing the position in general. And I think probably finding a quarterback who's obviously going to be able to, you know, execute the things that he's going to want to implement in the offense. Where was he before he got hired to the Rams staff? Ugh. He was at Pro Football Focus. Oh, uh, I, is this a joke I was I'm just, I was just yeah, making yeah. sure that that's what PFF stood for. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. some other thing. Really? Just no, making sure. No, no. He, you know, he, no, he wanted to no, no, tick me off again. Hey, he, he knows I, how I personally feel about those dorks. I don't have anything to but, do with where he worked. Yeah, yeah whatever. I was just making sure all the information <laughs> was correct. Whatever, man. I, uh, Joe? Well, he, has an, he has an interesting career. I just, like, he's done an interesting career because he came out of college. He was the quarterback that was thrown to Des Bryant a bunch. Um, you know, obviously had a great wide receiver there at Oklahoma State. He didn't have that great of a career, but then – he goes immediately into coaching quarterbacks specifically. I guess it's this place called The Ranch. You know how these guys have these quarterback coaches right. um, when they're coming out of college and going into the draft. And so it's just, it's just interesting that he's been working with young quarterbacks and, and assessing them for quite some time, which is, you know, obviously an area that the Falcons are going to need help with this offseason. Joe, I know we're extremely early, and there is no quarterback on this roster, but who offensively of the guys who everybody says were underutilized do you think will have that? Who, who has a – I want the most to gain by this coaching change? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that, you know, despite the fact that we've heard a lot of complaints about Bijan, even though I think that those, some of those complaints are, are somewhat unfounded. Me he too. was 12th in the NFL in touches last year. Um, and, and Kyle Pitts, obviously. I think the biggest winner out of this is Drake London, honestly. Because when you look at the receivers that have really exploded in, this, uh, in, in the Rams offense, it's been, first of all, Cooper Cup who is a slot receiver. It's when they're slot receivers, these guys who can, run, who can run out of these condensed packages. And if you look at where the majority of Drake London's uh, production has come from, he's been work, he's worked out of the slot a lot more than he's been out wide. And I think that in some of these packages that they run, that he's going to get, he's going to be a huge beneficiary, I think, of a lot of uh, what this team is going to do offensively and put him in some creative positions. But they can do that with Kyle Pitts as well. I mean, it's really unknown exactly how they're going to position some of these pieces. Um, but you can just see from the play style that they've had in L.A., if, they, if you have a quarterback who can, you know, properly assess the field and be able to distribute the ball around like Matt Staff, Matthew Stafford's been able to do so well, and even Jared Goff before him, to be perfectly honest, um, these guys are going to find the ball in space. And uh, I think it's just really exciting things. But I think Drake London is the guy. So I think we can really see – be able to perform on a more consistent basis than what he's been able to do his first couple of years where he's kind of had these big games and then had a string of not so big games. What do you think Raheem Morris will say about Desmond Ritter when he's asked about him on Monday? Hmm. I think he'll, obviously I think he'll have nice things to say. I, I think that, you know, he'll try to make his position as, as comfortable as possible. And, you know, for me, the issue – Ritter is such an interesting player to kind of look at going into next season because when you look at it on his face, you would say, okay, well, he's um, got NFL experience as a starter. He's extreme, his contract is extremely cheap. Um, and if they are going to sign a, a, a veteran quarterback, that's obviously going to help uh, help them afford that. But the fact that he's only on a million and a half dollars um, – but the downside is, like, I just feel like he's got to be so psychologically beaten up from yeah. last season. Yeah. And even even hearing from, like, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay in that post in that press conference after they had fired Arthur Smith, 
talking about, you know, how the, the play was, um, you know, just not up to par at all. And obviously they said that, you know, it's not all just down to him, but, you know, and they are talking about his job, his, his exact position, his exact production that wasn't there for the team. So I wonder if he's like just psychologically able to come back from that, if the kind of relationship that he has with fans, you know, is, is going to be something that isn't just perpetually just kind of breathing down the back of his neck and making it um, like an untenable place for him to perform at his best. And so these are the kinds of things that I'm curious to know about, but I don't think we're going to get any real answers about that from Raheem Morris tomorrow, to be perfectly honest. I, I think that he's going to, you know, kind of throw flowers on him as yeah, much as possible. Obviously probably. say some honest things about how he needs to improve, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get any kind of firm, like, uh, declarations as to what his role with the team is going to be next year. Is, uh, is Terry going to be sitting on stage with him this time? They got a chair for him? I hope think, so. On I hope so, because we have a lot of questions for Terry, too. Like, a lot of us in the media and fans will just want to know what he thinks about the team, the roster, you know, these different positions. Um, that's where I feel worse about him having not been available at that press conference postseason. Right. And since it's just that, you know, there's lots of interesting things to talk about that, that uh, I'd love to get his input on. Right. Like, he could have kind of dealt with some of those questions then. But since right, Terry right. Fano hasn't been available to the media mm -hmm. since like the summer, like mm -hmm. when we talked to him in August, whenever yeah. that was, yeah, um, yeah, now he's Training gonna camp. they're gonna have to rehash a lot of the stuff that you know you would like to sort of be in the rear view. Anyway, they handled yeah. it the way they yeah. handled it. Uh, Joe, we appreciate, appreciate the time. The JP. Thank you. Yep, thanks guys, appreciate it. Smoking Joe Patrick there every single Thursday at this time. Again, he'll be there on Monday at two o'clock when uh, the assembled media gets to ask questions of Raheem Morris, and Raheem Morris will make his introductory press conference. Terry Fontenot is going to be there. So Fontenot will meet with the media, Okay, too. just curious. Okay, uh, we'll have, we have, we have more, more time tomorrow to make fun of people on who asks the longest questions. It'll be Zeno. Oh, Zeno will ask the longest questions on Monday, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> Zeno's questions will be long. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the real long question askers don't work in this market anymore. But we used to have some real long question askers around these really? parts. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all right, come on. Just ask it. Ask the question. What are we doing here? Ask, ask, the, the, question. Question. ask the question. You can ask us anything next if you'd like to. The AMA is uh, the next segment that we do every day at this time. <laughs> it was awkward. Uh, phone lines are open. 404-726-0929. The AMA after this. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're queuing up your questions with the Middays AMA. Ask me anything. Glad you asked. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The AMA, the Ask Me Anything to wrap the show up every single day. Any question, any topic brought to you by Right From The Heart and rightfromtheheart.org. Full phone lines, so we will uh, get right to it. Drew is in Marietta. Hey, Drew. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, so I got two things for you. So the first, um, I really like that question that Steak asked yesterday about the game that I've watched the most. Mm. And it's got to be that sixth game of the uh, 2021 NLCS against the Dodgers where Tyler Matzik struck out mm. the side to bail out with Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yes, sir. And then uh, my question for you guys is, what was your first car? Okay. Oh, man. I had a... So I got, I got, I got that was a... weird. Like, I did. he just... Did he want us to ask answer the most watched game, too? Or? I don't know. Okay. I he mean, just, my, the most watched game I watch, if, if it's not me in it, is uh, I always watch the George Oklahoma game. Which one? The um, the, the, Ro the Rose Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, I watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah, my, obviously. Yeah. God, I don't even know what game I would have watched the most. Maybe it might be game five of the 95 
Mariners-Yankees series where the Mariners won in extras. Griffey scored, slid home, all that stuff. Uh, my first car was an Infiniti J30, uh-huh. a luxury automobile. Oh, mine was, I've told the story why. I could tell it again if people want. Mine was a 89Z24 Chevrolet. It was ragged as hell. <laughs> I drove it from I drove it from Petersburg, Virginia, because where my mother was living at the time. From v- Petersburg, Virginia, all the way to Athens before college, first day, and it broke down as soon as I got to Athens. I guess at least you got there. Yeah, I got me. I drove it all the way from there. Yeah, and it broke down on Lumpkin. Yeah, I I drove the Infinity for a long time. It was really nice. Um, it was my stepdad's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, had bad credit. My mom had to co-sign. Oh, uh, they broke up. So he took the car. Nope, couldn't afford it. So my mom was like, "Well, I'm paying for it. Right. So might as well let you drive it." Right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. Pretty cool. Got to drive a really nice car, thanks to a failed relationship. <laughs> Only good thing he ever did. Coleman in Winder. Hey, Coleman. Hey, Andy, Randy. How's it going today? Hey, what's Pretty up, good. Man? Oh, good. So I wanted to uh, give y'all a little name, and uh, I think I might go see him because he's balling out the gym. So I went to Grayson High School, and there's a, a, a young man by the name of Jacob Wilkins that's uh, out there, you know, putting putting up numbers. So I want to go visit him. I want to see if y'all think that he could take him to state and do good at Georgia when he goes there. Oh, that's uh, Dominique's boy, right? And possibly, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and possibly be a good NBA player. I want to see what y'all think about that. Uh, hopefully he does. Hopefully it's in the blood. James, I know his uncle played. Uh, and, and then his cousin played. Da- Damien is yeah. Dominic's uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Do- Dominic's nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully he can keep that. Sonic's Wilkins. legend. Yeah, Damien so- Wilkins. Love, love that guy. That, he's good. That's a good brother, though, man. Good brother. Um, but um, hopefully, hopefully again. I mean, I, I don't care what he does at Grayson. Be honest I, I with want you. Him to be good at Georgia. Neither one of us have seen him play a single oh, second of high school single, basketball. I've never seen him play. So but, I'm not going to lie but, to you. I, he's going to Georgia, so I hope he plays well at Georgia and we do well. And, and damn it, they tricked the damn game off last they night. They're up 16. Tricked the dag on game Lost off last Alabama. night. Not good. But if you, you know, obviously, he's good enough to be recruited and, and signed by Georgia. Right. Probably good enough to take Grayson to state, I would imagine. So. Hopefully he does, and they, they play good and all that kind of stuff. But, again, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just want to say, just want to say play good at Georgia. Never seen him play, yeah. but I hope he's awesome. Uh, Fred is in Loganville. Hey, Fred. Guys, good afternoon. How are you? All right. Good. Good, good. Appreciate the time. Hey, observation and a question. Okay. Okay, do you guys remember uh, Lyle Marymount's running gun off- offense that uh, Paul Westhead yes. uh, established? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, with that offense, since the Hawks don't play defense, work for the Hawks. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that right now. Isn't that what they do? Isn't that what they do now? <laughs> it's kind of I what mean, they do. Yeah, I don't would... know, man. <laughs> but, I mean, they slow it down a lot, you know? So, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, it's kind of that's what the Pacers do. Yes. Like that's kind of what the Pacers are playing right now in Indiana, and they don't really play any defense. I either. got a question. They for score you. 130 got, a night. I got a question for you. Was Dallas offense like this? When when um, Dallas? Oh, Utah. You, who's the head coach? Right? God dog it. Who's the head coach of Indiana? Oh, Carlisle. Carlisle. No. What, it wasn't like it was. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like because no. he, he, he had Dirk. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because people keep, people keep saying this system. I'm like, they just score like that in Dallas. They just play. They, they play way faster. They play way faster. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, but no, I mean, they was they had Dirk, so they played in the half court. Okay, that's why I was curious. Give it to him. That's why when they, people kept talking about the Indiana system, I'm like, hold on, 
That's just the, he didn't coach like that in Dallas. That's the same guy I'm thinking about. Like, right? I'm, I'm sure there's parts of it, right. obviously, right. but yeah, no, this is a souped-up offense, yeah. man. Like they, and when Hall, I can't. I know Halliburton is is back and he's on on like minutes restriction, all that kind of stuff. But when Halliburton gets healthy, and uh, with the, the trades that they made, um, I don't know. I don't think that they're like a finals team or anything like that, but right. they're fun. They're they're a really fun team, and I got a lot of respect for them for kind of going for it mm-hmm. and making that trade for Pascal Siakam and saying, I don't know, maybe he comes here and likes it and resigns, as opposed to being like, well, if he doesn't guarantee he's going to resign, we're not going to trade for him because there's really no guarantees. So I like what Indiana did. Uh, Mason is in Barnesville. Yo, hey, uh, real quick, what's uh – What's the largest sports wager you've won, whether it's a steak dinner against your coworker or a sports betting app or something like that? Uh, look forward to hearing your answers. Biggest one I ever won was uh, the Washington-Texas game right. a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. I was like, well, they're they're not losing, so we could bet on that. And the under is too low, so we can make it a little parlay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not like crazy life-changing money or anything like that, but it was a lot, so – pretty happy about it never i don't think i've ever like as far as dinner or something uh no and carl dukes we made a little wager on that game too so we're gonna play some golf and uh a bottle of bourbon or something like that i think a bunch of money and some golf what year was that when georgia played wisconsin i think it was i think was that was it chris man chris made a bet about that one but that wasn't nothing like dinner and that was just sweater hat something like that okay yeah uh daniels in san jose it's a long way away. Andy Rende. Hey, what up, man? Hey, Daniel. Uh, I got a question. I got a question for you guys. Uh, out west coast, I think this is the worst matchup possible for Raiders fans' mental health. Having the Niners and Chiefs play the mm. Super Bowl in their stadium. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what is? What do you think would be, the, in your opinion, the worst matchup for whatever championship uh, happening in your favorite team's stadium? Oh wow. I guess if like Oregon was playing. God, I don't even know anyone uh-huh. at Husky Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like if, if Florida played Georgia Tech, yeah, in Stanford Stadium for whatever reason for whatever they played reason, it there, yeah, right? It'd be ragged as hell. Just <laughs> be ragged. Yeah, hell. man. Like the idea yeah. of your hated rivals celebrating on what, your what home about, field. What about New England being here? And well, I was gonna say at the time, like New England yeah. and New Orleans had yeah. an opportunity, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, man. It's, he's right, though, about Raiders fans because yeah. Raiders, they hate the Chiefs. They hate the Chiefs. For for obvious reasons. They're in North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina, North, Northern California. Yeah. So they uh, they hate the they hate 49ers the, the, the geographically 49ers forever, yeah. Oakland. And yeah. then now the game is being played in Las Vegas. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Uh, I don't know who you root for in that one. Uh-uh. I guess Ooh. at least you get some revenue from it a little bit. Yeah. The city gets revenue from it, which maybe goes back into the team. I don't think about that's, it like that. It's pretty raggedy. Yeah, it's tough. William is in Kennesaw. Hey, William. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Thank I got a question you. for both of y'all. All right. Um, so I assume that a handful of teams are going to be interested in Justin Fields this offseason. But what happens if the trade market goes cold and the Bears still decide to draft Caleb Williams and they're stuck with two QBs? How do you think that will affect Justin Fields' trade value? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's one of the things. Like, I don't think Chicago is afraid to keep Justin hmm. and, and, and have Caleb on the same roster or something like that, but – I just don't think it makes any sense to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Justin, to me, is not at a position where he's a bridge quarterback to Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you bring him in, 
Like, this ain't Alex Smith. Uh, that would be a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? This ain't Alex Smith and, and Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I don't think it is. No. Justin Fields in his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't see that. Yeah. They, no, they, if, if they, if the draft comes around and they haven't traded him yet, mm-hmm. like, the market, I mean, you're going to be able to get Justin Fields for a song. Yes. Like, it's, which they won't do. Like, they'll, they'll move him before the draft if they're going to take Caleb Williams, which, the more you hear, it the more like it, it sounds yeah. like that. There's like reports about when they were interviewing OC candidates, mm-hmm. running them through how they'd use Caleb Williams right. and all that kind of stuff. So there, there's there's more kind of smoke to that Caleb Williams fire in Chicago. Yeah, but they can't they can't have the draft come before. Yeah, they move but it. I think I mean it could be a draft day trade. It could That's be, right. You know, I just think Justin. There's three places. I think here, I think Pittsburgh, and I think uh, Vegas for Justin Fields. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be wild if they trade for Justin Fields and they just have Justin Fields and Raheem Morris. Yes, like the last three years didn't happen. Yes, like at all. We never saw. We never hired Arthur Smith. Nope. We never didn't draft Justin Fields. That's what we did. You guys just all had a coma and then woke up three years later and everything's fine. Yeah. Don't. Don't. don't we didn't make any mistakes. Don't okay? believe the hype. Everything's fine. We did what we were supposed to do. Uh, let's get the takeaways of the day. As our show heads into the final stretch, it's time for the takeaway of the day. So many achievements. On Andy and Randy, Sports Radio 92.9 The Cave. Every day to wrap up the show. Uh, Bo has back tats and so does Abe. Yeah, we didn't get to Abe's. Yeah. Yeah, back tats. You think the Boba Fett back tat that, yeah. that Bo has, has is interesting. Back tats. Yeah. You should see the tug-of-war tats that Abe has he on has his Prince, shoulders. He has Princess Lair on his, on his back on the t- right part of his shoulder. Yep. yep. You don't want to know what's on the left. Yep. Uh, we all eat cheeks. Dude. All of us. Yeah, everybody. I'll run across a loose-ass bull. We're just going to do what we got to do. Look, I don't know if we're the dumbest show on radio or the smartest show on radio, but you're going to learn some. That, that's learn. all I got. Hey, man. We're definitely not the smartest. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I don't think we're the dumbest either, but somewhere in the middle. We'll stay in the middle in our lane. Uh, we'll see what Dukes and Bell have for you next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic, the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.